This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hello, everybody, welcome off the rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book show where we take books from the past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations for comics that are coming out this week we think you should check out. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover. It's not as much as last week, I think. Last week was like a double-length episode, um, but... You know, still plenty of books that came out this past week that we want to get into. Yeah. But before we do that, there's a lot more to cover. Uh, first of up top of the show, sorry for those of you who saw the earlier title for the show. We had a spoiler. Trying to do the clickbait thing. Didn't work out. Sorry about that. <laughs> Hope it didn't ruin your day. Uh, it is for an imaginary Spider-Man story. We kind of thought, like, we'd get away with it. Not so much. Yeah, but, and, that's, uh, and that's like a first issue of it, right? Yeah, first issue. So, so it's not like the crux or the point or the, like, whole linchpin of the entire series. It's more like just something happens. that happens. And, uh, you know... But it was like a thing that people cared to talk about. You know, when I saw like outlets covering it, which is what Marvel wanted in the first place, is why they hired the Abramses, or rather, J.J. Abrams to do it, along with his son, who's mm. really the person who wrote the book. Right. Uh, Abrams himself, senior that is, put like his name on it so that it would get, you know, national attention. Okay. But in any case, uh, yeah, so uh, that's one. Mm-hmm. Two, Tiffany's wearing an awesome shirt. Uh, it sports the Harbor Patrol logo. If you're not familiar with Harbor Patrol, you should be watching Harbor Patrol. It's on the main channel, last playlist on the page. Uh, it's a D&D style RPG superhero series. Uh, it's three episodes long. Although I'm thinking, I'm toying with the idea of making like just one long episode <laughs> version, so that like because the the drop off rate was exponential. Uh, so it would be nice to kind of like have everybody watch yeah. the show. Uh, all at once, because I feel like that's when people are going to do that. Um, but yeah, but if you dug the show and you like the team, Harbor Patrol, available on tpublic.com slash comic pop. No, tpublic.com slash stores slash comic pop. And in the Teespring, which is, I think, directly below this video. Nice. So either store you can find this shirt. Um, I would recommend it in the navy blue. I like how the yellow goes against it. Um, or white with the blue with the navy blue texting. Either way. But those are the two I'd recommend if you were to, because yeah, I think you have to choose the colors. Anyway, that's the other thing that's available. Uh, the s- third thing is if you have been living under a rock, then you probably don't know that New York Comic Con is coming up in the next like very short period of time. Uh, New York Comic Con is our con. That's the show that we go to every year. We go all of New York Comic on Thursday to Sunday. When I say we, I mean Tiffany and me. Uh, the rest of the team does not. Uh, only because they got work. They got things to do. They got jobs. Yeah. You have a job too, but you still, you suck it up for me anyway. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to be doing a meetup. Uh, we're actually going to be having two meetups, but the first of which, the big meetup, is uh, at the Valiant booth over on Friday. So if you have a Friday pass, you couldn't go the weekend, but you can go on Friday, you should go to the Valiant booth. That's booth number 1635 on Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. So you got an hour window of time where you can bump into us. Come to the Valiant booth, 1635. It's on the main floor 
Uh, it's near one of the, it's, it's, I think, near one of the car booths. It's a pretty prominent booth. But you're going to see all four of the members of Comic Pop, plus a few extra people, maybe. We don't know. Uh, and Benny, the comic historian, is going to be there. That's right. So if you want to like say a, hi to it's Benny. It's like a twofer. It is a twofer. Yeah. It's a twofer. It's but, worth uh, your time. But we're going to be selling all kinds of fun stuff. we got some posters. Uh-huh. Uh, we may have stickers. I don't know. I'm working on it. We'll see. I was a... It's a, you know, I'm just, this is the tease for the live show. This is like the, like, you better have them. No, I, I said them. maybe. I yeah. did not promise stickers, though I do have some stickers that are already available. Yeah, but I make better stickers. Well, in any case, those are good stickers, and people on the Patreon get those stickers. Right, so, you know. I'm just saying. Patreon.com slash compile, by the way. But anyway, uh, <laughs> if you want to, if you've ever wanted to meet the entire team, do a selfie, obviously you wouldn't get an autograph because autographs from us are useless and Which stupid. Which you would let it go. <laughs> but uh, no, if you do want an autograph, of course, we're happy. Those are free. The, the idea is we do with the post. The posters are fun, and we have like multiple varieties now. We've got like little posters, we've got bigger posters. The you know one posters, of uh, posters, yeah, cartoon versions of us, uh, live action versions, lots of stuff. If you ever wanted some comic pop memorabilia, come on down the Valiant booth on Friday. I believe that's the fourth of October, sixteen thirty-five, from one to two p.m. There will also be another meet and greet uh, over at the DC Wing on Saturday, mm-hmm. because the Saturday is the crazy day. Um, but we'll work on that. It's more informal. No posters are going to be available then. Right, right, Because right. we won't have a table. Okay. Um, and finally, the biggest thing I want to talk about, besides meeting us, is that we have something for you in the chat right now. The kind of the guarantee, the fun part of this show for you watching it live mm. is that you can win, at the end of this show... A carbon fiber carbon copy fiber. of Bloodshot number I, one. I think it's the cover. Yeah, it is. Is carbon fiber. Yeah, the cover is carbon but fiber. But like both sides. I know. Like this is like, it's like a perfect binding style. Of the first issue of Bloodshot number one. We're not even going to take it out. We're not, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't deign we to ruin the value. We won't even breathe in the bag. Nope, nope. But uh, from Tim Seeley and Brett Booth, you can check out this issue. It comes out on Wednesday. That's right, this Wednesday, you can pick up this book, but not this specific book, because this one is a carbon fiber copy. <laughs> it's not this shiny. It's it's it's, it's the co- it's, it's the plastic. It's the it's the bag. It's the plastic. It's the, the it's not shiny, per se. No, there's some shine to it, but there's definitely a texture to it. Yeah, it's nice. I'm trying to. So you see the texture in the background? Right. That's, that's all over it. In any case, uh, throughout the show, use the hashtag Bloodshot. That's right. Use the hashtag Bloodshot, and our intrepid moderator, Danielle, will select at random someone who could win this. By the way, if you want this, and you participate in the hashtag Bloodshot competition, you gotta be able to contact me and give me your address. Those are the rules. The rules are, I need to be able to mail it to you. Mm-hmm. Please, for the love of God, don't win and then disappear or not give me your address. Uh, the way to get my address, uh, or me, for me to get you your address, <laughs> the way to get my address it's is... to get a couple of drinks. Yeah, is to get, to get, <laughs> get a couple of slices of pizza in me and then we'll talk. <laughs> but uh, if you want, uh, you email me, sal at comicpop.net, and I will uh, work out the deets with you in the future. Uh, so yeah. It's uh, really cool looking. By the way, no, it cannot block a bullet. Do not use this. No. To no, block no, bullets. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't expect you to, to to believe that. It's more like just don't. Assume most things can't block bullets, and you'll right? probably be this a little is really safer. Cool looking. I, I know. I do wonder if it's a wraparound of some. Kind. I wanted it. I have to give it to you, but I want it. Oh um, no! Okay, no. The carbon fiber is just on the front. Yeah. That's cool. That makes it better because no, like, you can actually you can read put it. Put it up, and it's fine. Right. Exactly. 
Um, yeah, and, and just just participate. Uh, as far as in the continental United States, you know, pr- try to think of my think of my uh, my my costs as well. But you know, the reality is, it's going. In. I mailed. Uh, it's I mailed, going anywhere. I mailed a special uh, signature to uh, Super Luigiac. Uh, and uh, I mailed out a few Patreon things this week, so I've already spent like <laughs> like eighty or ninety dollars on mail today. No, no, it's not. I mean, like, so I'm happy to spend. Yeah, so obviously, I'm I'm comfortable to it's, do that. It's going anywhere. Exactly. No, it's going anywhere. Don't worry about the U.S. Just no, just seriously, win. Go for it. This is a a variant cover too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No. Um, Declan Shalvey has the main cover exclusivity. Look at them pecs. I know. Bloodshot, coming out on Wednesday. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Uh, but, yeah, hashtag Bloodshot. Try to win it. Bloodshot. Hashtag will not block a bullet. Good call. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we'll we'll remind you throughout the show, by the way, as we go. Um, but, uh, yeah, finally, <laughs> as we get into the comics, we want to mention that this show is sponsored by viewers like you. <laughs> you are the sponsor for this show. How? Well, you didn't sign any contract. What's this deal here? The deal is, uh, by using the Super Chats, you're lining our pockets with your money so that we can then keep these <laughs> you're lining our, your, our pockets with your support with your support <laughs> uh, by keeping the lights on and allowing us to have a dedicated internet connection uh, you know the internet ain't free uh, but no honestly if the show is the show but if you want to help support the show here on the live show you can use the super chats to ask a question make a comment and we will of course read it uh, interwoven throughout this episode uh, like these fine people here like Zberm. This is love you guys. Just wanted to say R.I.P. Sid Haig. Yes, uh, rest in peace. The passing of uh, legendary screen actor Sid Haig is no longer with us. Um, I wasn't a really big horror fan, but I understand that, uh, you know, I've seen a number of his films. I, I missed this occurring. Oh, well, it happened. I was... It's very sad. Yes. No, I agree. I'm just... I've totally missed this. No. Uh, but, yes. Uh, Super Luigiac says, won't be seeing you live. Use this for the snacks. Will do, my oh, friend. Thank, thank you, you so much. Uh, Jake Stanley, never get to catch this live, but I got off work early today, so yay. Nice. Well, I'm glad you were able to uh, sneak away. Well, maybe uh, they were just not, maybe it wasn't like a covert ops thing know. as much as it was just like, a, take the day. Right. Why not? Uh, just out of curiosity, is Letters Page not happening anymore? Anyway, thanks for being awesome. Letters Page is another show from this channel mm-hmm. where we open up packages uh, that you send to us. Uh, we also read letters and whatnot. The show hasn't been on for about three months now, um, and that's only because we just haven't had a chance to really, like, get our bearings. I have a bunch of stuff from you amazing people that is just kind of sitting. I haven't I haven't felt right about shooting anything until the next few episodes are out. Mm-hmm. So those episodes are being edited. Uh, it's just taking a while, because everybody's got things going on. And we got hit by, like, a major... Not a major problem, but more like we, we found out some information regarding the algorithm and whatnot, and it took up, like, three weeks of my time yeah there and was like yeah entire so, plans were were constructed and then deconstructed yeah we were we were really rolling out with like i got i got ideas for these five shows these five new shows we'll make 12 shows like basically every other week and then youtube was like i think we should really be making more like two or three shows yeah so and we're gonna hurt you if you make more shows right so we'd like to apologize for that um, yeah but, but letters page is not dead and we will be bringing it back yeah, soon give us past comic-con yeah not before comic-con but afterwards that's the plan. Um, Don't only be like a year late. Yeah. No. Yeah. The last episode I think was a Christmas themed one. So. Uh huh. Yeah. So. 
Uh, as of see it helping us out, thank you very much. Uh, Algae Try, hells yeah, it's Comet Pop. Take my overtime money to keep that running water. Aww. Wait, does that place have a restroom? It does. Uh, we're actually in like a complex, so like there's, it's a public restroom like for everyone every, in the like compound. It's like everybody restroom. Yeah, it's fantastic. Sometimes when you go into that restroom, there are men in there who are weeping openly, and they're like apologizing to unseen ghosts. We don't know what's going on in there, but I do know it's terrifying. Uh, we're subletting an area of the of the of the studio to an old friend of mine, and he's the one who, who he's here earlier than me because he's a kid, and uh, so he's like up at like six. So he's here when like regular people come here for work. Uh, by the way, like no one's in this office. It's like us, them, and like the ghosts that he hears. Yeah, and he heard this like insanity going on in the bathroom. Uh, he said he also heard some like, you know. I think he's here and stuff. Some he, celebrations. Don't forget, he's like you know sleep deprived. That's true. He is dealing with the, with a newborn. So anyway, yeah, ghosts. So yeah, but thank for you for your overtime. Bust, we really appreciate it. Yeah, and to bust said ghosts. It does feel good. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Super, Mr. Supertastic says, I was just visiting Twitter when I'm looking forward to for Absolute Comics with Ben. Could you tell us the difference between Elseworlds, uh, with El- the Elseworlds you do with Joel? If you're not familiar, this Tuesday, tomorrow around, I think, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time will be the launch of a new show over on twitch.tv slash comicstorian. Uh, where Benny and I will be kind of like continuing on the legacy of the Weekly Pull with a new series called Absolute Comics. We're going to be talking about news and the goings-on. It's not going to be so much like Elseworlds. Elseworlds where we take one top and we hash it out for about an hour. Uh, also, it's sometimes an interview show. Uh, Absolute Comics can be more like the kind of like the kind of variety podcast you come to expect from like an entertainment spectrum like nice. oh it's like like we're gonna be talking about like this for about 15 minutes and then like it, the closest thing i can find i can i could approximate it to is um an old show it was another podcast um i can't i can't remember what the hell it was called now um but it was from major spoilers um oh. and uh and it was a it was a solid show uh, i think it's comic talk or something like that i can't remember Comic Dorks. It was called Comic Dorks. Okay. So if you ever catch a, an old episode of Comic Dorks, it's like that, where it's like, we're talking about this, and then we're going to move on and talk about this, and then this is the main topic we're going to talk about here, and then we're going to like plug a couple things here. Like It's it, it's going to be very structured. It's and tight. It's tight and fun, and uh, you're, you're going to be seeing some familiar faces and some unfamiliar faces over on that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to be on it as well. I am? Yeah. <gasps> Not all the time, but no. you'll be popping in. Uh, but yeah, that's the big difference well, between that and Well, be comic popping in. Oh, yeah, obviously. Woo-hoo. Also, if you want to catch it live, you can only watch it live through my Patreon, our Patreon, patreon.com slash comic or his Patreon. Um, Excellent. So, yeah. Uh, Kevin Kruger says, hey, y'all, uh, when are you doing more comic pop draws? And didn't y'all do Next Wave for back issues? We did not do Next Wave. We did not. And comic pop draws is one of the shows that got um, kind of, we didn't know what to do with it post. Post the algorithm problem. Plus, like. The fact is, like, that's a show that should have blown up. Harbor Patrol is another show that should have blown up. Like, and we it just didn't. We don't blow up. We don't. Mm-hmm. We straight up flat die. That's like, fine. We just don't. We love doing it. Anyway. We, yeah, we we, we do guys. it and we so love it. and We fine. have you and it's great. Uh, but it doesn't it, it doesn't make any sense. Totally okay. Anyway, uh, I can't find it and I can't really... find it. And will y'all give thoughts on Swamp Thing? Because I'd love to hear about it. The character or the show? The book. Oh. Like, we've never done Swamp Thing. We've never done Next Wave. You won't find an episode where we're talking no. about Next Wave because we haven't done it. Um, maybe one day we'll do Next Wave, but I doubt it. Um, although, if an upcoming episode of Backish is any indication, we'll do anything. Um, and we'll do Swamp Thing at some point in the future. The show, we watched it, she and I. Yeah. It's, it, nine out of ten episodes are excellent. Yeah. Yeah. The last one's the worst. Well. Damn it. I mean, like, that's not necessarily that's not, their no, fault. Eh. 
Well, because they went from 13 to 10. Yeah. No, they so, they got screwed, but... So and then they, they went from 13 to 10 to never being on To the, being over forever. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, uh, it really sucks. I don't really blame them. No. Gavin 2003, Coke Zero for the win. Hashtag Bloodshot. Cheers. Uh, John Williams, uh, love the shows. Glad <laughs> to support. Thank you very much, and I love your music. Yes. Especially uh, Empire. Asteroid Field? Uh. <laughs> Gravishish, here's a bit of cash to go towards buying something that can, in fact, block a bullet, since apparently Bloodshot won't do. No, it will not. But no. uh, yeah, yeah, I'll got, we got to get some flak jackets. I'm not for the even office. sure that Bloodshot himself would help us out. No, he not can block us. bullets. No, he would. Yeah. <laughs> Tardis Man 85, you two interested uh, in doing Star Wars Infinites on back issues? Yes, I would love to, or Infinities. I would love to do Star Wars Infinities. Uh, that'll probably be, be the next Star Wars book we do. One of the three. There's three of them. It wasn't the comic. The comic's fine. I just threw my phone on the floor. We'll put it here. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, Star Wars Infinities. If you're not familiar, check out Mr. Sunday Movie's video on uh, them. Oh, that's right! Yeah. Oh, so That's the other thing, is that okay. he and Mason are so funny, and they did such a great job. It made me go like, I guess I'll never do Infinities. Well, you don't know what, They're just what, so what good. gem... Ethan will come out with. That's true. And you don't get Ethan's Emperor. Even no. Though, even if the Emperor is not a part of it, it doesn't matter. You're getting it. No, it's true. You're so we'll we'll it. get there. Should we talk about some comics? We need to jump into comics. So we will in, in uh, next. So let's jump into them. Um, I guess we'll talk about uh, Justice League. Okay. From Scott this Snyder. Is, this has been the book that you've been like. It's fine. Sometimes it's good. Yes, that's right. How was this one? Uh, pretty good. Okay. You know, it's all pretty good. Until it's not. Yep. Justice League 32. Snyder and Tinian. Uh you know, this whole um, Perpetua thing, it, it needs to stop. Um, I'm amazed that Year of the... Because it's like, it's tied in with Year of the Villain, but mm -hmm. like, this is clearly like the culmination of his Doom War thing. His War of Doom. Okay. And for it being so important and huge... It doesn't feel like it's important and huge in DC. Like, it feels like this is the only book that's talking about it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I think Just Like Dark referenced it, but only because the same guy who's writing that is also working on this. Like, I don't see it in Flash or Green Lantern. Do you Lantern. mean the villain? No, or I mean we... this. Oh. Like, the the War of Doom. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, because um, Justice League Dark references that Luther reaches out to Cersei. Yes, and, and she makes, like, her own team, but that's it. That's kind of it. Exactly. Yeah. But it's really weird uh, that it's this important. It, it. I think you're supposed to get the impression this is really important and really massive. Right. Especially since uh, after the Johns thing went away, the Justice Society is now debuted in this series. Right. Who is that? Who's who? That right there. That's Dr. Fate. Dr. Wh Fate was a member of the JSA. Oh, this so is, it's a different one. This is the JSA Dr. Fate. Oh, God. Uh, okay. That they, raises enormous questions. No, it's just Wait, that's... Where are they? Are they someplace They're else? in the past. Oh, thank you. They're that's actually I, at Pearl Harbor. Uh, the idea... Is, so the story is that, like, the previous... The, you know, the Justice League went into time. Uh, <laughs> there's two teams. One's in the past, one's in the future. Uh, Flash and Green Lantern go to the past. They mm -hmm. meet the JSA, who nobody knows about, because, you know, forget Doomsday Clock. And it turns out that Brainiac and the Legion of Doom practically, like were there first they're mm -hmm. all trying to get pieces of the totality to put together a rod or staff or whatever the disarming can wield to fix time or reality or whatever and so uh you know you're getting a lot of fun interplay between like jay garrick and barry allen who are like i think i should know you but i don't and it's like yeah uh yeah no um didn't like they reference this in williams's in williamson's flashbook nah so 
Oh. Basically, the Legion of Doom is attacking the Justice League and keeping them from getting to the totality. So you get this, like, fun, big action sequences between the the, the, the team of Legion of Doom that's there and the team of Legion of Doom in the future. Right. Uh, you know, in the future, of course, because Snyder's a huge Grant Morrison fan, uh, they go to the future of DC 1 million, so they face the Justice League 1 million. Mm-hmm. And um, Brainiac, of course, is taking control of, like, these, like, legions of hordes and whatnot. So mm-hmm. the Justice League and the Justice League and Kamandi, the last boy on Earth, like, fight them. Um, and, and basically, it's just it's just a fun, like, fight. Okay. Uh, ultimately, of course, the, the, the leagues get their totality pieces that they need. Uh, in the last story, or last issue, it was revealed that Aquaman uh, had joined up with the Anti-Monitor, who both teams need on their side so they can win. Right. So, like, Perpetua is like, we need Anti-Monitor to, in his reality-shaping powers to help, you know, destroy everything or make mm-hmm. remake everything, whatever her plan is. Her sure. plan is she's evil, so that's her plan. Um, so, you know, the Justice League's going to fight an evil Brainiac over in the future, and the good and the past Justice League is joined by Aquaman, who has been sent to help them mm-hmm. uh, from the Anti-Monitor. Uh, Luther and Perpetua make it to the former location of the Source Wall where they're like, okay, time to convince the Anti-Monitor to join our team. And the Anti-Monitor is like, nah, bitch, I'm not on your team. I'm on my own team. A, no, he's on the no, good team. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it would make sense if he's like, no, I'm an agent of chaos. I'm going to do my own thing. No, he's like, no, I'm just on the good guys team. Right. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight you. Okay. So it's just a it's just a fun little fight scene. They're just gonna they're just gonna fight. Yeah, let them fight. It, yeah, I mean, well, one should because it is fun. It's just kind of <laughs> like whatever you know. It when it I I think when it all like it unlike like Hawks and Pox where it's like when it reads in trade holy crap or like yeah. Doomsday Clock when it reads in crap when it reads in trade like oh my god with this it's like this is gonna be a way more fun read in trade. It's not gonna like blow your mind or break new ground or impress you with its mm-hmm. depth. But it certainly will be, I think, more fun to read because you'll be like, I'm reading it all at once. And it's like, there's a lot happening in every page and every right. issue. So you're like, wow, they really jammed a lot of story into these like many issues. Yeah. I, and, and so that'll be fun. It'll be like reading Grant Morrison's Justice League because Grant Morrison's Justice League was the same deal. Right. You get a lot of stuff. In a short amount of time. Mm, I noticed that the art wasn't as strong. Eh, it, it depends on what you what you what you're thinking. There, it's done by multiple artists. Uh, Howard Porter does some of the work. Okay, because there. there was certainly some panels where I was like, oh, yeah, well, that it's, looks rushed. No, it is, and I think it is because like these books are coming out on time, if not ahead of schedule. Okay. Uh, but yeah, and also I think like certain artists. But are not more... all of it. Like there's just like some of it where it's like totally fine, and then some of it I'm like, ouch. Like, yeah. Why? Yeah, and I, I think it really is just like the the time crunch. Okay. But, uh, you know, that, well, that's why multiple artists are doing, like, the same issue. So. Sure, sure. But, uh, you know. Okay. Yeah. That's Plus, fair. Yeah. That's it. Justice League. That's it. I guess I recommend it. I mean, I, I think it would be difficult to jump in now. Yeah, but, like, there's not much you need to, like, know. Besides, like, up. Perpetua is the bad guy. Right. The Justice League need to win. That's mm. all. You know? Like, yeah. it's not really that deep. But that doesn't, it, <laughs> but it doesn't need to be, you know? Right. It's a summer blockbuster. Now in the fall. In fall. Well, it's just today. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, check right. it out. Sure. What do you got? Um, Let's hang out in the DC Universe for a second and chat about Inferior 5. Oh. Uh, by Keith Giffen and oh art by God. Jeff Lemire. Yeah. Which is why the art is fine sometimes and weak other times. Right. Because he's not really an artist. No, I mean, like, <laughs> Jeff Lemire, like, it's just he's a very specific style and, like, it, it really works for, like, 
backgrounds and like certain facial expressions, but not everything. And his like child anatomy is a little bizarre. Um, every every comic book artist usually has some kind of problem with child. Yes, yeah, they, they usually just draw tiny adults. Right. By the way, am I seeing the invasion logo? Okay, so hang on. So, um, Inferior 5 was a book back in the day that was a parody. It was a parody team. Oh, from Keith Giffen, you say? Yeah, with, like, Dumb Bunny and, like, these, like, random people. What a shock! This book is not a parody right now. This book is, like, straight up, like, something messed up is happening. It's, like, Children of the Corn, but not, um, at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, I mean, like, that sort of, like, vibe where it's like, here's some creepy-ass shit. What's going on? Right. Okay. Um... So we start off in the town of Dangerfield, Arizona, where we see, like, some girl, like, desperately trying to make her way through the desert. She's wearing, like, a hospital gown. Yeah. And, like, some child with a sack on his face, like, tied around his neck and an X on it, like, finds her and then, like, explodes her without touching her. Oh, no. He looks kind of like a Dominator shape. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's because the Dominators are in this. (laughs) Um, But... There, he's tiny, and he only talks in the, like, Three Little Kittens rhyme. Oh. As though, like, that means something to somebody, and they can, like, figure that out. And the Dominators can, in fact, do that. Okay. But, like, it's really creepy if you think about it. Like, you're running from that thing. Yeah, I would not want to run from this that This girl, thing. just all she wants to do is leave. She's like, I just want to go. I just don't want to be here mm-hmm. anymore. And he's just like, and he just keeps saying the Three Little Kittens thing at her, and then he blows her up. And I'm yeah. like, oh. Cool. So then we cut to um this, this dude, this kid, mm-hmm. uh, who's, like, who was, like, remembering his dad because his dad was, like, super cool and, like, really nice guy and was always just, like, anytime the kid would complain or something bad would be happening, he would be, like, things would be worse. Like, right. and, like not, like, things would be worse trying to make you feel bad, but it would be, like, you know, like, things would be worse. Like, oh, I, I what if the restaurant's closed when we get there? Like, well, things would be worse. And by, we'll just go tomorrow if it is. Like, right, don't worry right. about it. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah, if they are worse, they can be better. Exactly. But then the invasion happened. Mm-hmm. And the, he, What invasion? The invasion Okay. Invasion, invasion. From the 80s? Yeah. That's part of the creepiness of this book. Yeah, what? Because you'll notice a calendar there says 1988. Oh, that's cool. Okay, why is he doing this? Hang on. So, um... So he's like, he his, his dad died in the invasion, and his mom was like, I can't handle being in New York anymore. Or not New York. Metropolis, I think they were. Okay. And so they leave, and they move to this, like run down ghost town basically people live here but it is messed up right Mm -hmm. and he's just like i don't understand like i never want to forget dad but like that's all she seems to want to do right right so they go there and she's like uh like he's like complaining endlessly about it she gives him some money he goes she's like go to town like do whatever right and then we cut to like the like the dominators the dominators and they're, like, collecting intel about how Superman's dead and Captain Adam's been, like, contained and the Thanagarians have been, like, wiped out. And they're like, Is this, like, cool. a what-if book? So, like, I have some theories, but it's really difficult to tell because then we see a panel of this other girl in a comic book store and she's reading a comic <laughs> book called Invasion. And that's of the first, the second page of this book. Yeah. Ah! Right? And she's, like, talking about, like, like who's writing this crap? Yeah. Right? Issue 37, huh? Hmm. And um, there's a there's a comic book store owner there, and we don't see his face, by the way. The, the name of the comic store is Quantum Comics. Okay. And um, he, like, turns away, and he's just like, there's a blood pouring out of his face. We can't really see his face. Ah. And she's just like, you okay? And he's like, don't ask me about it if I'm okay. And she's like, cool, all right, whatever. Like, you're always, like, bleeding all over the comics anyway. Ugh. So she leaves. Okay. And um, we get, like, this, like... Oh, yeah, no, that's not going to work for me. The child? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a little... It's... 
the top part is a, an adult or a teenager, and the bottom part is a Peanuts character. Yes. Um, that straight up is. So, um, then we check in with our, like, main character, who I literally can't remember if he's named. I think he is... Uh-huh. Justin. Um, Justin's headed to town, and, like, while he's headed to town, we get, like, this, like, radio conversation that's going on, where okay. they're, like, talking about, like, Subject 5.6. We found them. He's headed towards the record store. Like, Subject, like, 3 and 4 are there. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's see what happens. Okay. And it's like, what is happening yeah. here? Run into Subject 3 and 4. I think it's 3 and 4. Um, who are in the record store, and, um, oh, 2 and 4. This looks just like Keith Giffen's work. <laughs> this straight up looks like the trencher or heckler or lunatic right except like there's no like zaniness happening no in it's this. just misery um so there are these two kids they're clearly like from the 80s and they're <laughs> looking at like vinyl and like this girl's there and she's looking at it and she's like stop following me around he's like no i love going to the comic books like to the record store yeah she's like i've never seen you here you're Uh-oh. just you're just no like they're they know each other She's like, you're just, like, creeping on me. Basically. Right, 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 right. Um, so they end up leaving the the, the vinyl store. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, oh, she ends up punching him in the face or something like that. So they end up, end up running into the new kid, basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, all right, cool, we know these characters. Then there is this chick who, like, turns into a bird and flies away. Oh, by the way, he calls her Dumb Bunny. Okay. And I'm like, oh, are these, like, like, are these, like, clones? Right? Like something. What is happening with these characters, right? I don't know. And, like, this is, like, a town that's trapped in time. Right. Because, like, the, like, the, the Justin walks by a guy who's smoking a cigarette, and, like, the um, burrito conversation mentions, it's like, oh, no, it's just, like, Larry. It's just smoking Larry. Like, as though, like, he's a plant there. Right. Okay. Right? So, the chick who turned into a bird, we meet with her later on, and, like, she acts like she's just like, oh, I'm just a normal human girl, blah, blah, blah. And the girl who's in the comic book store is like, okay, you're really weird. And I like, so she's like, I know you're not a human. Mm-hmm. Fine, whatever. And like, she has all this like crazy ass, like, like f- piece of paper and like evidence that she's found about like something going on. Mm-hmm. Right. And she starts like saying the fact that like Billy's back and we established earlier that that kid in the burlap sack. Yeah. The dominators was like, refer to him as Billy. Okay. Like that's Billy. All right. Billy's there for a reason. And, um, basically it, it, the idea is that like, we learn from like her findings that like houses are marked with X's and also like people come to this town, but it's only single mothers and their kids. It's mm. never the dads. And why is that? Right. What is up with that? She's like, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day because Billy's back. So that's messed up. Okay. So Billy's called into action and then we see Billy like wandering along. He looks kind of like trick or treat. The, the little guy oh my from, God, from that movie. Yeah, and he's, like, dragging, like, a body-sized bag. Mm-hmm. And what is clearly a dominator in a, like, hazmat suit is, like, did you get her, Billy? Right. And he points to Justin's mom on, like, a piece of paper. Uh. And, and like, he's, like, but she's alive, right, Billy? We told her to get her, like, told you to get her alive. Yeah. And then, like, he just starts saying, like, part of the three, like, the three little kittens yeah. thing in him. And he looks at the bag, and the bag's just oozing blood everywhere. Uh. And he's, like, aw, Cut to Justin, he ends up home, and his house is marked with, like, so, it's like red X's. Every, like, part of the house is covered in a red X. Yeah. And then we, like, see, you know, Justin coming to terms with probably what has happened. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, the girl, the girl who was in the comic book store is like, wait, there's a new kid? You didn't tell me about it? You didn't think that was, like, pertinent information? Right. And uh, we see Billy looking up at, like, this doll that's, like, hanging from the tree. And it kind of reminds me of, like... 
of Justin's mom, sort of, not really. Right, okay. Um, but that, like, Justin is special, his mom was special to some degree. Right. But, like, clearly he's 5.6. The girl we saw die at the beginning was 5.5. Okay. And so, like, parody, or, like, uh, the Inferior Five was obviously made up of five people. Right. So I don't know if this is, like, actually taking place in the 80s, or this is taking place, like... Now. Now. And they're in, like, a place. Right, or, like, that. all of these characters died at some point. And yeah. then they brought them back as children mm. or like whatever. I don't know. So I'm like intrigued. Yeah. It's not the tightest. There is an element of like tension and creepiness. Part of that is created, I think, by Giffen and the way he's yeah. telling the story. Part of it is definitely in the way that Lemire depicts a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say like go out and run and grab it. If you thought it sounded interesting, go and do so. Um, I just don't know what the next issue is going to hold on right. or if it's going to like go in a Giffen way where it turns out to be more of a parody, mm-hmm. which is what he's known for. And I don't know if he's doing this on purpose to be like, no, yeah. you thought I was going to write. He's like writing a parody of the parody mm-hmm. in a weird way. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Weird. I just wanted to mention it. Cause sure. I mentioned it last week and I was like, I'm going to oh, read okay. it. Cool. There's also a backup by like Jeff Lemire in the back. Nice. So, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, by the way, um, hashtag bloodshot. You can get this for free. Just uh, let us Carbon know. Carbon fiber. Yeah. Right there. Don't use your nails. There we go. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's jumping just in, bones. Yeah. Just jumping in the super chats really quick. Um, let's see where we were. I think did Wolverine. Uh, Silver Cricket says, did Wolverine and Cap have a team-up book where they investigated Weapon Plus programs, or was that a fever dream that never happened? Uh, yeah, no, that was a book. Um, I think they even... Yeah, no, that happened. <laughs> you are not having a fever dream. Yeah, that happened. Um, there's been a number of Wolverine Cap crossover stories, and I think they might have addressed it in the Marvel team-up book that came out recently. But I dropped that book because it was getting really bad. Mm. Uh, CB3, are you guys going to get Disney Plus? Yes. Apparently we can get a... Um, pre-order. Yeah, and then yeah. get a seven-day free trial. I tried to do the pre-order, but uh, the, the site crashed. Disney's like, uh-huh. Yep. Uh, Mr. Roboto, Silent Tiff, the Reaper has a uh, comeback potential. He's already come back, actually. The Reaper uh, was brought back like a little while ago in a Detective Comics story. So, good old Reaper. If you're not familiar with why Tiffany's upset, check out Bad Issues on year two. Ruben Gonzalez helping us out. Thank you very much. Ruben, thank you. Uh, Jake Stanley, oh my God, please do Next Wave. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not very long. No. Uh, Mr. Supertastic, I was surprised to see Secret Empire on back issues since I remember how tired you felt reviewing it. I like how Ben only remembered the vomiting conveniences. Yeah. Yeah. He remembers very weird details. I was like, what? Yeah. And it was essential. I didn't remember that at all. No. No. When I first picked it up, I was like, I, when I saw it happening, I'm like, oh, right. Oh, right. Uh, Andre. Sex vomited. Uh, Andrew Didier says, thoughts on mutants being proud people or a cult? Right. There was a big discussion about this actually on Reddit the other day where it was like, Professor X is a cult leader. And, uh, everyone's like, and people were like, no. Well, we like, won't, no, we, they're not. We won't know anything until the end of this book. But how does it feel right now? And we'll get into that when we talk about Hawks 5. Mm. I promise we'll talk about that. Adam Grove's helping us out. Robert Kaur, thoughts on Apple buying Sony possibilities? Here's hoping. Uh... <laughs> Do it! I, I'm starting to put that together. I'll talk about that on Absolute Comics, but like the short of it is, that's why Disney hasn't just used their financial muscle. They're like, why would I give you money or make concessions with you 
if you're not going to be a company come February, you know? But that's, we don't know. Well, well yeah, who and knows? And Apple and Amazon, it could be either one. My money, my, 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 my hope is Amazon. I would like it. Well, I have Amazon. I don't have Apple. <laughs> well, and I like Amazon more, even though, like, I shouldn't. I know Ethan would be, like, mad at me for saying that, but, like, because he's like, Jeff Bezos is a monster. But, like, Amazon made the tick. Amazon, you know, makes shows. Yeah, but, but Apple got rid of the headphone jack. Yeah, they ruined they phones. <laughs> they put it back, apparently, but it's too late. You already ruined... You spent $900 on a phone with no headphone jack. Way to go. Dongles. Scoots134, uh, I was catching up with Arthur Rack last week, and you convinced me to buy all of Spider-Man Life Story. Oh. I freaking loved it. Thanks, Alan Tiffany. Good Yay, work. I'm glad you liked it, man. I'm glad you bought it all. Yeah. Uh, I I'm, I'm I was worried for a second. Like, I got them all, and what the hell? No, I'm, yeah, if you haven't already, Spider-Man Life Story, one of the best Spider-Man stories uh, in a long time. Yeah. Hopefully we'll win, we'll win an Eisner. Um, Mr. Roboto, an evil brainiac, is he good? Like, uh, I don't know what you're saying, but like... Uh, evil Brainiac is going to be in uh, Justice League, and it's neat. Mm. Um, and he's not good. He's evil. Uh, Le oh, Legion of Superheroes. Um, mm. No, he's not good. Uh, it's not the same character. Oh, okay. So. Uh, Arconios Evatori. Are there any plans to cover Jason Aaron's epic Ghost Rider run now that Blaze and Ketch are coming back with their own books? Blaze and Ketch. Tiffany, let us know. Oh, well, if you want it. Yeah. If you want to see T Tiffany cover Jason Aaron's run... I don't think we have it. We have Daniel Way's run. Yes. And we have Mackie's run. <laughs> I have a lot of Mackie's we need to, Actually, you need to do Spirits of Venom, because that's like a thing. Oh, no, yeah. Spirits of Vengeance. Yeah. Because Venom and them. Actually, that would be the best time to do it. I like Spirits of Venom. There is that. We have that. Oh, really? Yeah, no, there is. There I was really like, well, is. that's a really clever name. Yeah, it it was, sounds like I've heard it before. Yeah, it was during... Well, because there's Spirits of Vengeance, yeah. which, is, which we have the trade. And then there's like a chapter in there... That's just a Venom story with them called Spirits of Venom. Nice. It's got the best cover. It's Venom upside down hanging in the sewer, and he's holding a chain that has Ketch's skull wrapped up in it. And he's just holding it. It's just, it's really cool looking. I think a Kubert worked on that. I was going to say, of course he would be holding Ketch's skull. <gasps> I'm not going to get into this too much, but I will say that Absolute Carnage number three is out. Yeah. Uh, this is, here's the thing about Absolute Carnage. I don't want to get into it too much, but the fact is, like, Absolute Carnage is, you know, it's superficial and it's fun and it's like, you know, an action blockbuster. It's a summer blockbuster. It's really fun. Check it out. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, like, I'm ready for it to be over. It's a really short series and it's, there's so much jam, jam packed into it. And it, like, I got, I got to sing its praises. Like, the art is phenomenal and it's consistent and it's on time. The story is fun and it's, like, cool. But I also, like, I'm really stretching my care muscles to like really care about anything that's happening. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like, I like the big moments. I like the character interactions. It's, it's, it's on paper, a near perfect Marvel event. There are a thousand tie-ins. I've read zero of them. I feel all the better for it. So I'm not wasting my time and I'll be told and ranted at for days how I'm wrong and how I should read all of them. I'm not, and I'm not, and you're never going to convince me. But, <laughs> I don't know, I'm just kind of like, I know there's only two more issues left of Absolute Carnage. Right. But I'm just ready for it to be done. What's funny is, like, you mentioned how it's, like there's so much happening in the book. This issue felt like not a lot occurred in it. Straight up nothing. Which was, like, perplexing to me. I actually read this one. I, I've read one and three now. Yeah. Um, But this did have, like, a really great character moment for me, which is not, like, necessarily a big moment. No. 
But um, it's not the cat, by the way. No. It's that when, was cool, though. Yeah, when, like, all the heroes are there, and they're, like, gonna have to take turns. Well, not take turns. They're gonna have to have, like, the codex removed, yes. right? And, like, you know, they're talking about who's gonna, like, go first, and that, like, Spider-Man's not gonna go. Yeah. Because he's like, this is really my fault. Like, yes. I did this. And, like, internally, the, the symbiote's talking to to Brock and yes. he's just like tell him yeah tell him it's not his tell fault tell him it's not his burden to bear anymore and I was like that's awesome and Brock's like no like I like that because it's like the suit still really likes Peter I really like, like he really that really respects him that's and so like, rare yeah yeah I was like that's amazing so yeah. like if nothing else like I really loved that very specific moment in yes. the book I was just like wow nicely done yeah very nicely done um i also want to uh mention there's spoilers for this story so i don't want to ruin it for you but like one character who's never worn the venom symbiote yeah finally gets the venom symbiote and i love the fake out because you're thinking oh the symbiote's gonna go to peter yeah especially with the with the character moment they set up yep and instead it goes on bruce banner yep and we get venom hulk yep something that like you know you'd think would have happened especially in the 90s mm-hmm. uh in fact we talked about it a little bit on a backish episode that nobody watched uh in called hulk versus venom yeah in which venom fights hulk but at no point does venom get the hulk symbiote i'm sorry does hulk get the venom symbiote yeah and it's outrageous because it's like what's the what's the point then yeah Finally, we get it. But they mentioned, I think one of them says to the other in the issue, they're like, we've actually met before. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I know when you met. It's in that stupid story that we did on back issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so, by the way, if you want to know what happened, you should watch that episode. Because that's the only comic where you're going to get, like, Spy- uh, Venom and Hulk doing a Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live Hans and Fritz or Hans and Franz reference. Yeah. They're going to beat... You up. It's the worst. It's not good. So horrible. Tell you about that. Check it out. Yeah. But yeah, they, but they don't they don't get into yeah. it too deeply. Also, but it's a fun story. The cat. The cat is cool. Sleeper. I don't even know what I'm told. I, I'm like, tie in, pass. <clears throat> I assume. It's just like neat, fun looking cat. Bet it's in a tie in. Don't care. It looks like a Pokemon. It's it looks, it looks like an Eevee evolution. <laughs> now if here's you the thing. give Eevee a venom symbiote and like some candy or a rock, it becomes sleeper. Is um <laughs> is that basically a porg did they make that character that cat just to sell toys you know what it's a cat i'll take it that's funny <laughs> i'd like to see it uh but anyway check it out i like it i like absolute carnage i'm just kind of like i am so done with our heroes being dumber than carnage for the sake of carnage getting the one up on them right i'm like he is dumb they're not dumb why are why is he always surprising them uh, right i don't know anyway it, it's it's still really good Check it out. Uh, what else you got? Oh, me. Um, I read uh, Valkyrie. Yeah. Three. I stopped reading it, but like, not because I thought it was bad or anything. I just, I just stopped reading it. You want to tell you what happened in the last issue really fast? Remember how um, Bullseye had Bruno's yes. sword? Yeah. Well, um, and he stabbed um, Heimdall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, like in that issue, Valkyrie fights him a whole lot. She's really mad. The horse kicks her in the back of the head because it's technically his horse because right. he has the sword. Mm-hmm. And then Heimdall like like rages up and like kicks the crap out of Bullseye for a second, where Bullseye then stabs the, the, his sword 
into Heimdall's chest again. Oh my god! Um, just to confirm, he's do- he's gonna die. He's gonna die. Like it's happening. I just like that because it was like I just stabbed you in the chest. Yeah, he's dead. I guess the I'll- big reveal at the end of the first issue was they kill Heimdall. Yeah, but then it's like, hang on, Heimdall gets like a like a badass like Viking like moment. I'm like, yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Valkyrie does inevitably get the sword away from him because it like absolutely. Um, like, that, like, charges her, like, where she ignores the pain of being kicked in the head by a magic horse. Yep. And, like, grabs, um, what's his name? Um, <laughs> I was like, Bloodshot. No, Bullseye. Bullseye. Um, and tries to force the sword away. He ends up kicking Heimdall off a building, so she's got to choose to go and save him. Mm-hmm. It turns out her all-weapon can turn into wings as yes. well, so she flies down and catches Yay. him. And never at the end of the day, she ends up destroying the sword, because that's what Aww. Brunhild predicted would happen. She's like, you have to let me go. Right. You have to let me go. And I know that's like the last bit of me that you think there is, but you have to let me go. Mm-hmm. So she breaks the sword, and like, um, Bullseye fails, naturally, and... Um, Heimdall's like, I'm dying. Yes. <laughs> but she's like... I'm still dying. She's like, okay, well, that's fine. I, I'll take you to Valhalla. He's like, I don't want to go to Valhalla. He's like, I've seen Valhalla. Mm-hmm. And I've seen hell. I've seen everything. What I want to ask you is for you to take me to a place I've never seen. Ah. And I was like, that's cool. Like, the, the all-seer wants to... See something new. To see something brand new. And so that's what this is about. It's about her taking him. Because at the end, he's, like, dying and, like, laying in the street... And she's like, you know, she reaches her hand down and she's like, Heimdall, like, stand and come with me. And he's like, I'm dying. Yeah. And she's like, no. Yeah. I mean, she's like, yes, you're dying. You're of the dead and I'm a Valkyrie. Right. Stand. And she, like, pulls his, like, spirit from him. Gotcha. And the two of them ride off on the horse. And basically they travel through various dimensions. One, like, one way that which they oh, they started basically by being on the moon and they travel into a, like, a portal that's basically looks like it's made from the rainbow bridge. Oh, okay. But it's, like, all it. Yeah. And they end up in heaven. Oh. With the angels. Remember the angel queen was there? Mm-hmm. And, um, like, she explains a little bit about them because, like, as she is, like, Valkyrie and she has the weapon, the all weapon, basically. It yeah. can be any weapon. Mm-hmm. The, a weapon can also be knowledge. And so it's giving her knowledge. And she also has, like, of course, this, like, Valkyrie within her, which is also filled with knowledge. And so, like, at times she's, like, it's a little much. And, like, she has a really hard time. And she ends up just letting, like, the Valkyrie, like, take over entirely. Okay. But she talks about the angels and how, like, when the queen died, like, she did not name a successor for her wealth, and that's all that heaven is about, is uh-huh. about this wealth. And so, like, she's like, these women will be fighting and, like, like tearing one another forever. to shred forever. And um, she's like, until we show up. Because basically, and as guardian, that word here is, like, essentially saying Satan. And so, like, you know, if you were going to stop them from fighting, it would be by us showing up. And so they all try to kill them instead. Right. Um, we discover that there are, like, scribes who are there who are only there to try to service the, the angels. Okay. And they're trying to find an afterlife for the angels because the angels don't actually have an afterlife of their own. Oh. And so, like, Valkyrie's like, at least I have, like, that up on them. They are, like, like servant to where I... And, like, powerful yes. in the afterlife. But they found their own afterlife, and it's in Hades. Mm. Um, remember in, like, No Road Home, when they dealt with, like, you know, Greek gods and yeah. all that stuff? That's kind of, like, they mentioned this, like, how, like, Hades is dying okay. itself. It's, like, it's it's half transformed, it's half dead, it's rotting, and there's, like, people trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a guy there, and, like, they end up flying into the, um, the opposite, like, tree. Of the to world tree? Just, yeah, yeah. And they fly through there 
it's like crazy because like all these like demons show up and they like rip off Heimdall's armor and she's like that's essentially like ripping off like part of his personality and his ego in the oh. state that he's in he's okay okay but like she's like I can only imagine the pain and then she starts having flashbacks as Jane Foster to her son mm. and like so she's like whoa okay and she lets like Valkyrie like fully take over yeah and then they push them into the realm of like really sweet art yeah, I was gonna say. Um, the art, like, not that I don't like the art, but like the art is just like phenomenal when mm-hmm. they get to where she's taking him. It's, yeah. Um, she takes him to uh, Far Point, the, okay. uh, the Far Shore, mm. and um, it's a place which they've never seen, no one's ever seen, and like Heimdall's like, this is everything I've ever wanted. Right. And so then like she's like, okay, cool, and she just releases him, mm. and like he just floats away, and she's like, I don't see what happens to him because I'm not allowed to. Right. And like, and so then like, literally she just poofs back into New York and she's like, did that even happen? (laughs) I don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. And then like her horse is like, it did. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, I did. No, he has like a very specific, like, Valkyrie, feed me oats. (laughs) Um, he's just like, no, I can talk. He's just, it didn't seem appropriate after I kicked you in the head to like reveal that I could talk. Like I was, cause I don't want to say I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, but his name is Horse, essentially. <laughs> and then we check out that, like, there was someone kind of behind Bullseye to some degree where it's just like, cool, you totally failed, but hey, that's all right. Mm-hmm. Because it's the Grim Reaper. Oh, no! And, like, I was like, of course the Grim Reaper would be, like, interested in Jane Foster Valkyrie, Seer of the Dead. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, okay. You All you want to do is, like, kill superheroes. So, right. yeah, naturally. Okay. okay. So... This is, like, That's Aaron, cool. like, living in the world that he loves, which is, like, in that, like, world of, like, Asgard and myth, but also, you know, grounding it with Jane Foster. Obviously, he's written her before as Thor. Yeah. But now it's, like, it's weird. It's, like, he gets to play in another part of Asgard- Asgardian lore. Yeah. So I'm like, That's cool. That's, That's great. Cool. So... Neat. I'm I'm digging it. I'm glad I went back and, and grabbed yeah, yeah, this and then reread the, and read the second that's issue. That's cool. I like so, that. We'll I'll have to go back. Yeah. Uh, so Mr. Supertastic, uh, Justice Society, jump in the time vortex with the Justice League, and that's how you become part of the present. <laughs> I really enjoy your takes on the comics. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's my assumption is they'll go. Or they'll like, or they won't handle it now. My guess, I mean, like, it would be cleaner if they were just like, screw it, and they just come in the time vortex. I mean, they're going to have to escape the bottle city of, of time. Of hyper time because Brainiacs battle a lot of everything. They'll just switch them out. They'll just send um, Jay Garrick and Alan Scott to the future, right? And keep Barry and uh, John. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like my guess is it'll either be that they go to the future, like you said, or or the present, or it'll be like we'll come, we'll get you back. Like we'll come back. Don't worry, we won't forget. Yeah, we won't forget. But like you know, we'll see. Oh, is that pizza sweet? What we're we gonna do? Yeah, and they'll deal with it later. Yeah. I mean, that's my expectation. Jake Stanley, by the way, Sal, thanks for doing IDW TMNT on back issues. Those beautiful hardcovers are the absolute best way to read the series. They really are. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, we uh, we, we took a chance on TMNT because, like, most folk don't care about what us talking about it. But, like, people dug it. And those hardcovers are coveted now. People really want to get them. So you should check them out. Uh, Ninja Turtles, by the way. TMNT. Yes. Uh, Wopudo says, money to, kel- to help keep the lights on, reading screens in the dark, and your eyes will be hashtag bloodshot. <laughs> good call, man, and good transition over to hashtag Bloodshot. Get a copy of this Carbon Fiber cover. Um, check it out. You can get it at the end. Derek M. Hey, Tiffany, thanks to you. I've been reading Once in Future, and I've been super annoying. <laughs> I thought he was going to say I was super annoying about it. Uh-huh. I've been super enjoying it. A boy and his badass grandmother, just so perfect. 
Okay, I agree, right? Well, maybe we should talk about I that think so. really quickly. Because Once in Future, number two, came out this week uh, by Kieran Gillen with art by Dan Mora. Mm-hmm. This is like a, this is a dream team I didn't know I wanted. Right. Because I love Dan Mora's work on Klaus with Morrison. I know. And I love Kieran Gillen as well. So like I'm like, oh yeah, duh. Right. This is phenomenal. I guess we'll have to go bother him. When we go to New York Comic Con, I, I did not get this like in hard copy, which I'm so mad at myself for. Oh yeah, um, I didn't get Daredevil number one either. We're so. dumb. Um, anyway, um, last time on Once in Future, um, our our protagonist found out that his grandma was a badass monster killer. Yes, and now they're on an adventure, and literally it just picks up where it's just like they're driving. Okay, and they're in the car, and she's got um, a gun on him. And, like, he's just, like, he's, like, just chattering. He's just, like, I don't understand, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, you sure you got a gun? I mean, she's, like, we all know the guns just so that you feel like you're, like, not in control of the situation. Mm. Even though you're making a choice to go on this adventure. Right. Anyway, like, shut up. Yes. I'm your grandma and I say shut up. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So she asks about, he asks about the questing beast that they fought before. And she's, like, obviously it showed up because you're going on a quest, dear. Uh Uh-huh. Like, right? Um, His name's Duncan. That's right. And um, they arrive at this tower where it's like she's like okay, and, like she's walking along until like she's like like you know out of breath because she's older. Yes. And they get there and she's like okay, cool, it's still the witching hour, sweet. So like they cross over and we can still cross over and they're gonna try to use the scabbard and we'll try to use it. And so like they cross into this tower and there are these, these floating women who are like other earthly mm. and like he's like looking at them like duncan's like uh and she's like don't don't look at the the <laughs> otherworldly demons sweetie okay? yeah just just don't they go downstairs and we see um that group of like mercenary kind of people mm-hmm. um who killed the archaeologist in the previous issue right to get um the sword mm-hmm. or not the sword the uh the scabbard yes and um they basically have found the tomb of king arthur oh no and so like the idea is they have to open it and mm-hmm. then like give him the scabbard oh. we see the main girl elaine or the main woman elaine she has a locket with a picture of a kid in it i'm like well we all know what your motivation is yep what happened to your kid i'm sorry <laughs> what do you what do you think king arthur lore can use to bring him back right well we we find that out to some degree naturally i think kind of i don't know mm-hmm. so anyway grandma like starts like arming up she like goes into her bag she pulls out like a big old gun mm-hmm. and she's like here you go honey oh this is yours now yeah you, you're gonna need this she's like i don't need to point my gun at you anymore you're already along on the ride so you might as well have this and he's like i have never shot a gun in my life right and she's like that's because you're a good boy anyway you point and you make it dead and then you move on like, right that's it and he's like okay this is like okay, weird Graham. They get there, they see that, like, Arthur's skeleton with this, like, badass crown has already started to arise. It's cool because there's, like, swirling green magic mist floating around Yeah, it's him. a baller picture. I saw it online the It other is. Day. It's spectacular. And he gets up and, like, he starts speaking in a, in a language and, like, one of the guys is like, is that Welsh? She's like, no, it's, like, Old Britannic. It's Old Brit... Yes. And, like... Because Old English or Old Britannic was... Didn't sound like exactly. what we talk about. Exactly. So, like, we wouldn't be able to understand it. He reaches into a wall and, like, pulls out a sword. Mm-hmm. And, like, Duncan's like, oh, it's the sword and the stone. She's like, it is a sword. And, <laughs> and a it's a stone. stone, but not the... Yeah, exactly. She's like, honey, if, you're, if your, like, jaw's gonna drop every time we see something that has, like, a little bit of fairy sparkle on it, we're gonna spend half of our day picking it up. <laughs> and I was like, what a grandma thing to say. Can you be my grandma? Can we just make <laughs> this woman real? And then, like, she could be my, my sweet, like, sassy English grandma. Gun-toting grandma? Yeah. Yes. Um... Elaine kneels and she indicates that like 
She's like, we are here to serve you. Like, you know, you're the king, you're our king, and we are here to be your knights. Oh. And she like kneels to him. She's like, guys, come on, kneel. So like all of them kneel down, mm-hmm. and like he's one of like. Arthur comes over, grabs one of the guy's wrists, and like, yeah. holds it up and takes the sword and like cuts it. And mm-hmm. he's like, what is he doing? And then <laughs> like Arthur looks at him and he takes his hand, he licks the blood. Okay. And I'm like, where is this going? Yeah. And then he's like, he, he looks at him and he goes, Anglo-Saxon. <gasps> oh, no. And then he no. just eviscerates this man, like just in two. Mm-hmm. And like grandma explains that she's like, King Arthur was all about not like about the invaders, but the invaders were the Anglo Saxons. Right. And so the other dudes open fire on Arthur. Arthur dispatches them immediately. Elaine just stays knelt, offers her hand. He like does the same thing, and she's killed. Okay. So he's like, fine, whatever, cool. Yeah. So he's like, she's like, I I've summoned you, and like I've brought you these bodies as soldiers. And so he uses his magic, and he raises his knights like Gawain and others. And so oh. like he uses their bodies to become his knights. Right. Okay. And then he's like, Where is Merlin? Where is my Merlin? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I couldn't find him, but I'll advise you. It's uh-huh. cool. Don't worry about it. So then like Grandma's like, Okay, so we have to leave. <laughs> we came I, here because but... I know her. Right. Oh. And I can't believe she's doing this. And Duncan's like, you know her? She's like, yeah, we used to work together. It's oh. a thing. We gotta go. I can't believe she's going through with this. Right. Because then... She was you. Right. No. She was my protege, but now you're my protege. Right. Cool. Probably. But, like, she mentions that, like, she's like, I have another, like, like soldier for you. Um, I have a boy who would be a knight. I have your Galahad. Uh-huh. Who will bring you the grail. And that's when Grandma's like, we have to leave, like, right now. Yeah. So they start trying to leave. Immediately, Duncan kicks a rock. And, like, it's amazing, the disappointment in her face. Because <laughs> all the knights turn. And, like, he's like, do we do we shoot now? And she's like, it really couldn't make it any worse. So, like, <laughs> go ahead. This issue was so quick. It was really only 20 pages. Yeah. But, like, all it makes me want is more. Mm-hmm. Like, I love this series so, so, so much right yeah. now. It's um, excellent. It is spectacular. I, I, like, just ticks so many boxes for right? me. Right? Uh, I do not want this woman to die. No. But you know she has to because (laughs) it's a story. So good. Yeah. And it's just beautiful to look at. The art is amazing. Anyway. So, yes. If you haven't picked up Once in Future, I highly recommend it. It's from Boom Studios. Right. Which is probably an area you don't look at very often. Mm -hmm. They have two books coming out right now that I'm in love with. It's This and Something is Killing the Children. Yep. Yeah. Something is is Killing the Children. Something is Killing the Children. But not the ones in future. No. Um, but two fantastic Boom Studio books. Can't recommend them enough. Yeah. Kevin Kruger says, Howard Mackey's up there with more Gaiman and Miller. Ha 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, uh, couldn't agree more, my friend. Uh, Pricey8040, Tiffany, how could you not mention Bullseye's oh, greatest yeah. line to Jane before he tries to kill her? Uh, have you dated Daredevil? It's for the stats. Yeah. In, in issue two, when he's like fighting Jane, he makes an electric crack at her right where he's just like have you dated him because like that would be great right because that would really help me out because i'm killing all his girlfriends yeah because like then i might like be able to take the sword and like plunge it up into your armor and maybe you know mm-hmm. we won't see the yeah we'll yeah. see the end of it yeah yeah uh mr supertastic thanks again tiffany for recommending once in future i love how despite how crazy the situation is grandma acts as if she was complaining about some light hiking yeah but if he was complaining about that exactly yeah. like he like it's just like he's talking about mundane things to her and she's just like Get over it, honey. Who cares? Yeah. Put yeah. on your sweater and let's go. Right. <laughs> uh, it's move, just clever. Right? No, it's, it's yeah. And I've heard some good things from other people as well, so I'm happy to hear that it might be selling well. Good. 
Uh, Spider-Man, number one. I am really excited to hear about this book because I have loathed this cover since I saw this it. This cover might be the worst thing to come out of Marvel in a long time. Yes. And it's it's inexcusable because it's Olivier Coipel who is, as we know, excellent. Yeah. He is capable of achieving a terrific cover. Yeah. And this ain't it. Mm. I don't understand. Like, there's nothing dynamic about either of the poses. The proportions are odd. The perspective is wrong. Like, there's nothing good about it. Like, I understand. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand. I I really don't understand. I don't understand how the ball could be dropped so hard. And it's like, you know, it sounds like, oh, what are you complaining about this book for so much for? But it's like the fact is, like, the cover is the first thing you see. It's the reason to buy it. Like, or the, at least that's like the. It, it's supposed to grab you and get you to buy it. Mm-hmm. It's Olivier Coipel who has achieved some amazing feats in artistry through the comic book, like in comics for the year, like for decade, over a decade. Yeah. And this is what we get. Maybe it's a rush job. I feel like there's only that could only be the explanation. Um, there's a lot to pick at from this. Like there's a lot to infer. Yeah. Um, first of all, or second of all, the title is the old '90s Spider-Man logo. Right. Uh. I hate it so much. And I know that there's a lot of like nostalgia for it because like that was the header for a lot of people, Spider-Man in the Mm nineties. For me, all I think of is like, that was the header for the Spider-Man animated series that then they incorporated into the title in the nineties because they were, there were more people watching the cartoon than reading the comics. And they thought maybe that might help. And it didn't. And then it became kind of like the typeface for the clone saga because that's how long the clone saga ran for. And so when you look at that, all you can think of is the clone saga to the point where then when the clone conspiracy came out, they resurrected the, co- the typeface just for that. Mm. So, but it, like now you're doing that again, and I'm like wondering if they're doing it because they want you to think of the clone saga because, of course, there, there are some, there's some craziness going on in this book. Spoilers for this book, but spoilers for all the books, so, you know. Is Quipel the artist on the inside? No, it's Sarah P- Pacelli. Oh, okay. Because um, I was like, this is better. It is better. Um, we're missing, you know, it, it's, it's odd. The art is fine. Sarah Pacelli does some great stuff in here, but like I, I don't know. There's some, Sarah Pacelli is great when she's given other places to be great. This is fine, mm. and the art is good. So uh, the, the the whole first half of the book is a flashback. Spider-Man has a grand battle with a new character who the media dubs Cadaverous. He looks like an anime villain. Um, straight up looks like something that I might have seen on Toonami at some point. Um, I mean, right? Yeah. They say creepy things about how they need Spider-Man for something. Uh-huh. Uh, Cadaverous makes, I don't know, drones who are, my expectation is clones or people who they've killed. Bro, drones rhymes with clones. Yeah. I, I think... <laughs> I mean, like, theory time, I think that, that these guys are people that Cadavers has killed. Right. One of whom, of course, later on will be Mary Jane, so obviously Mary Jane will be one of the Cadaverous drones, but mm-hmm. let's not get ahead of ourselves because we haven't, you know, that hasn't happened yet. But, you know, mystery boxes. Uh, so Spider-Man is getting his ass kicked by Cadaverous. Mary oh, Jane. Like page three! Yeah, Ma- Mary Jane is killed by Cadaverous immediately and thrown away. Um, and that's the motivation for Spider-Man to stop being Spider-Man. Um... I guess, uh, oh, they also refer to their son before she dies. Uh-huh. So this is a world where Spider-Man has a kid. Right. Mary Jane is dead. 
Peter Parker tries to raise him. Uh, you know, the kid's name is Ben. The kid has spider powers, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, you know, like every alternate Spider-Man story you've literally ever read, ever, ever. Okay. Um, you know, Ben... So who stopped Cadaverous? Nobody. Like, Spider-Man fought Cadaverous and then, like, you know... I guess he went away or we don't get to find out until later. You know, okay. it's, it's Abrams. There's lots of, there's lots of like, you know, yeah, there's lots of questions. Sure. And uh, no, it is very anime. Actually. It looks very anime. So, um, Spider-Man basically retreats into his work. Okay. Like Peter Parker, like leaves and goes on like photo assignments for the daily bugle and stops being Spider-Man mm-hmm. and leaves Ben being raised by Aunt May. He's just like, you raise her, you, you raise him. So it's just, he's just like, it's like an ultimate, Spider-Man. Yes. Except he always had spider powers. Yes. Um, ben defends the defenseless and gets in trouble for it. Peter sure. picks him up. It's like it's so frustrating to have to like talk about that because I've said it so many times and I've read it so many other times. Wow, it looks like Peter Parker is being played by Keanu Reeves in this. Oh, uh, I don't know what makes you say that besides the fact that he looks exactly like Keanu Reeves. Well, he's breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. missed it. I did the finger point. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. But, po- you know. So, uh, you know, Ben discovers that he has powers. Uh, in this universe, I guess, like, Aunt May knows who Spider-Man is. I'm sure he told her when right. Mary Jane died. Um, and Ben makes friends with a cute, spunky artist girl. Okay. While in detention for defending the defenseless. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. Sure. We're setting her up, too. Yeah. Her name is uh, Faye Ito. Okay, or, so she's uh, either his Gwen or his Mary Jane. Whichever one either, works for you. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Uh, so, yeah. Um, then they set up that, like, Cadaverous is still around. And uh, they're making, like, a female, like, clone or drone of Mary Jane. Like, they're someplace. This is like some Ghost in the Shell looking shit. Right? So, anyway. And he eats sausages. Or hot dogs, I can't tell. In any case, uh, but it's it's making a it's making a person, right. or it's taking care of a person. Anyway, uh, the, the the story is the most is like the most basic. Oh, whoa, Spider Man's missing a hand. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no, his hand got wrecked in the fight with Cadaverous. So oh, now okay. he's like, that's another reason why he quit being Spider Man. Okay. Also, like Aunt May is fat. Sure. It's like a big change for Aunt May. It's okay. a big character change. The most like interesting or like effective thing they did was like. Ben's Spider-Man transformation, like his uh, like recognition of powers, yeah. is uh, achieved through like a really. There's a lot of blood in this book, not like in a like sure. in, a, in a gory kind of way, more like in a like thematic. Blood is a thing right. in this book, uh, sort of thing. Uh, ben has like a blood fueled or blood themed dream in which he sees his mother. Does he have a blood bath? Uh, yes, he is surrounded by blood, and then like she appears covered in blood. Uh huh. And then, like, the blood overtakes him, and then he wakes up, and he's got spider powers. Okay. And, uh, or, like, he's, 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 he's sticking to walls. He, he, he broke the front door earlier. Right, But, right, right. uh, Aunt May basically says, like, you need to go into the attic and just start looking around at boxes. Yeah. You'll know what box you'll, you like, I'm, I'm hoping you basically, find. Basically, Aunt May's like, I can't believe you've never done this before, but yep. fine. Fine, I'll help you. Because she's like, Peter, you need to tell him you were Spider-Man and stuff. And he's right. like, no, I'm not gonna do that. Spider-Man is, uh, he killed she, my wife. She's like a, like a video game NPC who's just like, you should probably go up in the attic and look you, around. You should go in the attic. I wonder if Aunt May has any other character lines. Hey, Aunt May, you should probably go in the attic. Would you like some wee geeks? I'll give you some after you go into the attic. 
<laughs> so he goes in the attic, he finds a bunch of stuff, and he finds Spider-Man's costume. Sure. Okay. I've sure read this a million times. Yeah. Um, it's like, who asked for this? But, like, clearly what happened was J.J. Abrams' son must be a Spider-Man fan. Okay. He wanted to write a Spider-Man story. Right, which he is writing. They are writing a story about, like, fathers and sons. So I guess there's something to that there. Where, yes. like, even if Abrams' son is doing most of it, Abrams is working with him on it. And maybe he's like, no, see, we're telling a story about, like, fathers and sons. And, you know, maybe we'll work through some of our own stuff. I have no idea if they have any issues. I I'm doubt it. But, like, <laughs> maybe, yeah, they all do. All fathers and sons do at some point. Or right. Uh, you know, I mean, it is about, like, a teenage son and his father who's, like, busy and is always on planes and, you know, so it's like, yeah, there's something there. Yeah. Either way, uh, like, it looks good. Right, it right, is right. fine. It wasn't, like, mind-bending. It wasn't, like, surprising. And, mm. like, the only thing that was weird was, like, the was like the, the, the design element for Cadaverous that anyone approved that name. And yeah. well, that, I guess you don't approve that. Well, it's Abrams more like, here's the pit. Yeah, no, exactly. Abrams <laughs> wants to write a book. Well, it's going to be in the New York Times or whatever, so let's just move on. Um, it's, it's, you know, do I recommend it? No. Uh, unless you're looking for, like, another alternate reality, like, Renew Your Vows-esque Spider-Man story where it's more dark. Right, okay. And where, like, you know, because we've only really explored Spider-Man having a daughter. Let's explore him having a son. Unless you read House of M Spider-Man, in which case you have the exact same thing, only it's a son. Right. It's fine. Uh, hashtag Bloodshot, get a free copy of this, this specific one. With carbon fiber variant cover. Yeah. What? Check it out. Pick it up. Find it. Hashtag Bloodshot, use it in the chat, and to be, one of you will win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, jumping into the Super Chats again. Scroll down. Yeah. Super Tastic says, I wonder if female Merlin is the mother that drank some fountain of youth or something close to that. It could be. I'm wondering if Duncan isn't the Merlin. Probably. Like she's like, oh, I couldn't find him. Yeah. Because I didn't want to. Right. Price eighty forty. The best thing about Spidey Book was that my local bookstore made some cookies and cupcakes for it. That's really cool. Oh. Also, hashtag Bloodshot. Oh, I love that. That's really cool. Uh, Mr. Super Tastic, favorite Spider-Man that isn't a Peter Parker. Uh, I don't know. Like my options are like Miles, Nick Cage, Nick Cage. Oh wait, no, he's a Peter Parker. Yeah, they're all Peter Parkers except for like the girls. Spider uh, Gwen. Spider Gwen. I guess Mayday. She's my favorite. Then there you go. Uh, Jake Stanley. Any plans for more Twitch content? Well, actually, uh, twice a week you can catch Twitch content every week and you have been for the past year if you go to twitch.tv slash comicpoptv catch the this lovely lady playing games uh she just played the untitled goose game yeah it's, to it's, completion it's possibly my game of the year <laughs> uh so yeah every every week twice a week we're 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 looking at it and you know you know the channel's been alive and well and that constantly was, updated that was way more fun than it should have we ruined a man's life yeah Oh, and... Uh, Ruined a man's life in that game. Right? Um, oh, and uh, November is going to be huge. Just, a lot of stuff going on. I don't know how I'm going to make it through that. I don't know. Um, so, um, go ahead. I got one one more. It'll only take a, a brief moment, and then we can get right on into House, House of, of X. X. But let's talk really quickly about Savage Sword of Conan number nine. This is actually the last issue from Jim Zub's story. It was only a three-issue oh. arc. Now, does that mean that Savage Sword is ending? or I don't know, I because it's just been different writers, so I assume they have another writer lined up. I didn't okay. get a chance to, to look into that. Yeah. Um, this was, was it three? Maybe it was four. I don't know, probably four. It was probably four. I can't remember, it was three or four. Um, regardless, um, 
Conan, is this part three? I was, I was right. Okay, it was okay. three. Um, this is Conan the Gambler. This was literally like Conan got hired by uh, a gambler to go into a gambling den where everything went awry. The guy died suddenly, like from seemingly nowhere. Conan oh no! Had to play for him, mm-hmm. and then Conan. Oh, yeah, 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 ended that. up getting shoved into like the pit of despair, basically, where yes. there was a beast. It's very Job of the Hut with the rancor. Oh my god! But it's a what, it's a wolf. Bencor. <laughs> it's like a Wolfman kind of thing, gigantic. Yep. And Conan and he fights. And they're like, Conan's cool. basically like, those people up there want to see a show. Let's give it to them. <laughs> and like, they talk about like how the creature is just like, typically like, you know, he like would like hit them and then they would stop moving. But this thing is like fierce and angry. And so like, he grabs Conan and slams him into like the caged roof basically and lets him down. Um, Conan like stabs his sword into him. Mm-hmm. And like he does it again, he hits Conan into the top. He puts Conan down. He like looks at his paw. He's like, "Ow, that hurts." <laughs> and then he goes to like smell Conan. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you know, he like smells like the other creatures that he's eaten before, but there's something different. And he pauses and like oh, no. doesn't eat him immediately. Mm-hmm. And like meanwhile, upstairs, everyone's like, "Ha! It doesn't matter who you are, even if you're a Camarian, you're going down when you end up, you know, with like the brute." And uh, then Conan takes his sword and just drives it between his eyes. Right. Killing the creature. And then he's like, basically, he like, it's just like, cool. Hey, I you better pray to whatever god you pray to because I'm coming up. Right. I'm going to wreck your day. Exactly. And then there's like this big green gemstone called the Godsend gemstone that was like really like the focal point of this casino, which is meant to bring you luck and other such things. And like it goes crazy. Typically, it just kind of has like this ambient light. Mm-hmm. It just starts like pulsing and like people start like losing their minds and fighting and killing each other. Mm. And then like everything goes dark. And like the main proprietor of the casino like lights a lamp. He's just like, well, that was crazy. Yeah. Anyway, I should have never let that guy in that barbarian comes in and then he like sees Conan's feet. <laughs> he's like, oh crap. Mm-hmm. And like, he, like Conan's like, oh, you said that the casino would like, that the den would have its due. And he's just like, well, I've come to collect. Uh, and he kills the guy. Cool. And he sets fire to the casino and anyone who's left is either burned alive or like, you know. Slaughtered. Yeah. Well, no, he, they, basically they burned alive or they escaped, but most of them are burned alive. Right. Conan makes it out of the casino with nothing. Like he doesn't grab anything or uh-huh. get anything for his adventure. And he ends up back in Chadrazar where there was a woman who was in the casino at the time and he like noticed her and I was like, obviously she's behind all of this. Yep. She killed the guy. She's like, cool. She's like, hey. And he's like, you did this. She's like, yep, I did. She's like, I saw you when I, when you entered. I knew that you were probably the guy I needed the, the, the distraction that was necessary. And then when I touched you, I knew you were the, like the right choice. Right. You had the strength I needed. And so when she touched him, she actually gave him the thing that would kill the, the, the guy who's supposed to be guarding. So when the guy touched him, it's what trans like transmitted this like death to him okay and he's like i don't understand why would you do this and then she reveals she has the stone oh. and he's just like cool you're a witch and a thief she's like now that's interesting to call me a thief because how could you say i stole something that is of myself right and so then she opens the crystal and like or she shatters it and like all this like green crazy light comes out and it's revealed that she is a goddess she's kyla or kay kayala Mm-hmm. goddess of luck and destiny oh. and so, like that part of her was trapped in there and that's why like the den had like luck and such things right, right. and then like she bails and like <laughs> leaves him a card which is meant to tell his future which is a king it's right a king card and i was like cool that's cool like this is just like like fun like over the top kind of story about like conan being in a situation where initially it seems like the sword will not be the answer but it's conan so naturally what is the answer it is the sword yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so stabbing. Yeah, it, it was it was fun. It was really like a, a quick story, which I kind of dug. Yeah, and I'm interested to see what's next for Savage Sword because Savage Sword has been the book where it's been like, here are some random tales of Conan. Yeah, issue to issue to issue. Well, here's one tale. Yeah, here's another tale. Right. As opposed to Aaron's, which is like, here's an issue which is a tale. But there's an overall. But don't forget. Story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, like, Savage Sword, I think, is the Marvel book. Like, that was the one from forever ago. Right. Which is why it has a legacy numbering on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, that's the one. Like, if Marvel was going to keep publishing a Conan book, that's the one to keep because that's their book. Like, that's right. Their, that's their Conan that book. That said, the Aaron book is my favorite oh, of yeah. them. But, like, I really enjoyed this story. I wasn't sure when they switched writers that, like, not that I don't love Jim Zub because I do enjoy his work. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I was kind of used to, like, Jerry Dugan's way of portraying Conan. And it was, like, you know, just a little slower story. But, like, I dug this. So. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Well, we'll see who takes over next. Yeah. And finally, House of X, number five. Woo! Uh, but before we do that, let me read some super chats. Oh, I know. I retract my woo. Yeah, right. Uh, David, David, twenty-two. Uh, have we got Aquaman Harbor Patrol Eva ever? If not, why? Um, no, Aquaman's never appeared on Harbor Patrol. But uh, you know, maybe you never know. I mean, it makes sense, right? Solid Snake three two three. Hey guys, big fan. Just finished the eighties run of the Squatch and Supreme. Loved it and wanted to know y'all's thoughts if you've read it. Uh, hashtag Bloodshot. Um, I don't remember which run I've read of Squatch and Supreme. It's like a. It looks like an Alex Rossian cover, so I don't recall. Um, it's been a while since I've covered that or read it in any case. Um, but it's cool. Uh, hashtag Bloodshot. Get a free copy of that. That very one. Nice. Get that, that one. one. That one very specifically. We only have the one. Yeah. Uh, House of X number five. Holy crap. Here it is. Boom. Uh, this is the penultimate issue of Hawks. Of Hawks, but not the penultimate issue entirely. Yeah. Because you have to count Pox. Exactly. Hawks <laughs> uh, takes place, just keeps going from the previous timeline. Yeah. So, you know, when everyone died, they're still dead. And then... Professor X busts out the lamest X-Men that everyone always forgets about or ignores entirely. Yeah. And suddenly retcons their vital importance of the survivability of the Croa of the of the Krakoa um, oh, of the X colony and the X-Men oh, the themselves. Mutants. Yeah. Gold Balls, you know that fun character that like Bendis forced into Miles Morales' book? Yeah, and then like he's gone. Well, here he is, and you know what? Those aren't balls. Those are eggs. And uh they can be anything, I guess. And so with the combined might of a certain uh, collection and confederacy of mutants, you can turn those eggs into pod people vessels. And then with like luck and charms and whatnot, you can make those. Basically, they are cloning pods. You can pod people up the X-Men. You can make anybody. Well, yeah, because they have the genetics. Yeah, be well, because. File. Yes. Uh, well, they discover there's another retcon. Cerebro isn't. No, no, no. But they have the genetics as well. Right. Like, they have the genetics. Oh, because of Sinister. Yes. And so they have the genetics, and so they're able to recreate these X Men. And then um, they're able to um, use the one of the X-Men or one of the mutants powers to change time. The, and I love that Proteus is here because isn't that Moira's kid? Yes, it is. So like he's there and he can make the, like the eggs be actual eggs. Yes. Like they are not just like inert. Right. Like gold ball makes eggs or balls, but yeah. they don't really do anything so, and it's okay. But like then it's weird. Cause it's like, it's clones, like, but, but like it's clones in the way where it's like, here's an egg. And then, 
basically Proteus is like fertilizing them to make yes. them an egg and then they inject the genetics so that that's what will be created uh-huh. from that union yep and then they use uh, they use uh, elixir here to like kickstart everything yes it's like hey here's like the warmth and all that that you would need and then Ava Bell uses, uses time. time to age them to the appropriate or optimal yeah age and then all of them in unison will them into existence. Yeah, with Hope being able to, like, tether them together yes. to combine their powers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cool. Yeah, and, and so we cut back to the first issue. Which I was like, oh! Pod people. They were pod people the whole time. So, uh, and, of course, this would be nothing without Cerebro because they discovered that apparently Cerebro's first function wasn't to look for mutants. It was to chronicle and store the collective consciousness of every mutant that it's ever found. So, like... Basically, Cerebro catalogs and, like, archives the consciousness of every X-Man for, you know, this kind of purpose. It's like a backup drive. It's a backup drive for every And, like, every week he does, like, a download. Yes. To, like, check in on everything so that you're not so far flung Uh back. Yeah. So you can catch up or or have a heroic death or whatever. So I guess technically Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean Grey, every... uh, whatever her name is i can't remember her name oh monet monet like they all died yeah they literally died they literally died i don't know how it's like it's like transporters yeah like real transport exactly yeah how it's like you you know you don't transport your body no we 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 copy your consciousness and then we kill you and then we 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 reconstitute a new version of yourself (laughs) with all the previous memories and experiences um f that uh, by the way, so how does adamantium work? Does the egg make them adamantium skeleton for Wolverine? Maybe he has bone cloth. He doesn't. No, I know. It's weird. Uh, so then, like, they resurrect, like, the X-Men, and then uh, they all have, like, a big creepy ceremony for them under the tree. Yeah. Where Storm, like, introduces everybody, and they're all naked and covered in goop, and all the X-Men are like, you know, this is Scott Summers, and he is my brother. How do I know you're my brother? And he tells her a story. or Right, like, which is basically, I think, because, like, a lot of these mutants are probably new to Krakoa, and yes. so I think this is a way to prove that, like, no, even if you die, you'll be brought back. It's cool, and here's our evidence. Right, exactly. Like, and, these, like yeah. it's, like, rallying them and also trying to create that, like, harmony of being a civilization whereas yes. like a lot of times the mutants have been like broken into different and groups. divided yeah yeah and so like this is an opportunity to be like no we can be like united under this flag and yes. like of trust because it's like you you can come back it's cool yeah we got this we've defeated death yeah exactly but the whole thing is a rallying point to be like yeah it's great but like what's more important is that it's you're a mutant yeah uh and so they have a big like affirmation thing they spent a few pages explaining the resurrection thing. Yeah. Uh, the UN votes on whether or not Krakoa will be a nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cyclo- or, uh, Professor X and um, Emma Frost work in tandem to make sure that happens. Um, well, no, he's just there. He's I know. He's, he he doesn't want to use... Yeah. The fact is, Xavier can change everything and he can do anything he wants. He allows Emma to help that facilitate their their right, statehood but he, he basically says like i know you did this because like it leaves a mark and i was like Ooh, what is that and like basically he's like thanks for taking one for the team yeah like what and she's like are you upset and he's like i just wanted you to know that i knew and right I'm like what but also um that the other thing that makes it kind of like safe i guess or fair is that those who would have voted no uh abstain yeah she doesn't make them vote yes 
Yeah. Uh, we also find out, like, what nations said no or yeah. who or wouldn't have participated. <laughs> uh, Wakanda's one of them, and it, it has a great entry where it just says, like, we don't need mutant drugs. Yeah, we're good. I also noticed that Latveria is there, and I'm like, of course. Of course, good. I like that. All right, Latveria. Yeah, yeah. Naturally. Right. Uh, we get a big mutant diplomacy map, and then... Um, you know, basically the the team chats. Well, basically they're prepping because oh, right. they're about to receive a bunch of like new recruits or well, members just, like, of their civilization. Now like, that they've been granted this like statehood, statehood that like it's like now is the time to open Krakoa up to all the mutants. Yes. Um. So they open it up to people who you are mutants that you never. There are people. Well, um, yeah. But, <laughs> well, but there's like, also like a dragon. Dust I know, I know. So. But like mutants you would never have expected to show up, and mutants that you might have thought were dead before. Yeah, did you see M-Plate was there? I sure did see M-Plate. I was like, it's freaking M-Plate! Oh, yeah. Not just M-Plate. You also got, like, uh, Exodus here. Yeah, I was like, is that Exodus? By the way, why isn't he red? Hey, hey, colorist, come on, get on that. Is Exodus that supposed to be pink. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I spent a little time looking at this. I was like, all right, time to move yeah. on. Yeah, Dawkins in here. Oh, crap, I did not catch. Oh, is that him right there? I think he's actually in another team scene, but, like, yeah. Oh. Uh, and, of course, Apocalypse, who's, like, the center stage of this whole thing. Like, right. That basically, Apocalypse accepts it and it also reveals that he knows Krakoa. Yeah, like they're tight. Like he and, like in Krakoa he's like I was here I waged a war here. So like Krakoa's all I'm Yeah, Krakoa and I go back a ways. Yeah. And I'm intrigued by this and I'm down. Yeah, and basically like you know, Wolverine and Magneto are like, you know, this is a horrible idea. You can't like screw with us though. And he's just like, why would I do that? This is all I've ever wanted for you guys. Are you exactly. Me? And like we need you to say it. We need you to say that like you will follow the rules here. Yes. Which I'm like, yeah, he can say it. It's not like that's going to matter if Apocalypse no. decides he doesn't want to follow the rules. What I think is the most... Well, like, no, no, no. no. Well, no. That, that's it. It's just that, like, we see us... There's a sequence in which Professor X and Apocalypse shake hands. Right. So I had this moment where I was just like, is there any way... Because in that... Um, supplemental material yeah like they mention a little bit more about how like professor x downloads them and stuff like yes. that and how like there's never been someone put into the other body which i was like oh yeah i was like hilariously i really want to see wolverine and scott's body in the other way around right and like you know like yeah. wolverine be like my chance it's me uh-huh. <laughs> i'm yeah. scott mm-hmm. oh yeah totally gene let's go yeah right now Ew. yeah and wolverine's like well scott is wolverine no. Yeah. But um, I was like, is there any way that somehow Moira got herself into Professor X's bodies with his powers? That probably. Because it's not she hasn't like, been in it. Because, She's not like, in it's it. It's not like his brain or like the like memories are giving them their powers. Their no. bodies have the powers because it's genetic. So I was like, is there any way she's in there? Right. Well, and Cerebro's really doing most and of I'm the like, work. And honestly, she could also be in Magneto. Yeah. And it's just like Moira's working together with those powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think there's Cause no... Because you could just make copies, because they mentioned that, that like they won't recreate someone until they're confirmed dead. Yes, and they sp- spend like a week looking for you or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun... Like, I, I love how much thought Hickman puts into like the logistics of their yeah. of this made up universe. Right, but I'm like that could mean that there there is like Moira yeah. as Moira and that like if it's possible, which I don't know if it is honestly because I don't know how that would work right. out. Right, there's Moira and then there's true Moira. Well, I was going to say there could be like our Moira and there could be other could be a lot of Moiras honestly. Um Mhm. Well, like we could have multiple Moiras. We could have a Moira who had Proteus. Yeah. And that Moira is the one that like yeah, like maybe they, they needed a bunch of Moira's, but I'm saying like I wonder if there's any way if she could be in Professor X's yeah. body. That's why he's so off. I think that's exactly what it is. I think like because well, I think that helmet is 
I think it's not like it's it's doing all the work. Yeah. Well, again, but it's also it's his, Professor X. His body would have the power. Yeah. So I think you're right. I mean, like, and, like he could still be someplace else. Exactly. Like, he could be just keeping him. Oh, off he the could table. be. He could have been the one who was like, no. Yeah, like, like Professor X could have always said no. Yeah, like this isn't a good idea. Yeah, it's a horrible idea. And she's like, "Well, I know better than you." Right? I don't know. And so he's in because, stasis. And maybe or that's something. just me trying to like salvage what's left of Charles Xavier's like dignity right, and, and integrity, like, integrity because like because this is creepy. Like, and it's I think you're supposed to be. And I remember like I was reading the, the discussion about it, and I'm like, "No, I don't like this. I think this is very creepy." Yeah. I don't like it. Some of these characters, it's like, "Yay, we're all the same people." Like, yeah, there are still prisons though. Like, we are all one species in real life. And some of those people wish harm against us. Right. And a lot of them are in that room. Yeah, and I guess the idea is, like, they'll, like, be submitted to their justice. Exactly. But, like, like, I don't trust your justice because you're applying your justice based on your, like, arbitrary criteria of how you were born. There's also a sequence where, like, Apocalypse, when he, like, accepts it, when he shows up, he takes, like, center stage and kind of, like, establishes really that eventually he's going to be in charge where he's like, Hey, look at everybody. Look, I'm so like, he, it's like when you're invited to a birthday party and then like you take like center stage over it where it's like, Hey, look at all my friends are here. It's like, it's about him. Right. But it's, it's Xavier and Magneto's plan. That's meant to happen because if, 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 let's say my crazy theory is correct that like Moira Moira is 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 Professor X. Yeah. She's, she's, like ruled with apocalypse she right knows she knows that he's that. useful so she's like maybe this is the way to go but they wouldn't trust moira but they will trust professor x right yeah that could be i don't know i don't know but it's messed up and crazy uh i do know that like it's supposed to be like uncomfortable yeah and i don't like it but i also love it because i know i'm not supposed to right and uh you know i i think it's i i haven't been working on the ciphers which i really should be i haven't either i i, but, I just like, yeah. i was like okay i just gotta read it right um but both series are ending soon and then we'll be in the x-men universe right from here on out it would be amazing if moira just isn't a lot of mutants right like it's just <laughs> she's like i don't trust all of you so it's it's just me it's cool we just gotta get past this point and then i'll totally put you back it's okay yeah but at least if she's there it'd be interesting if it's like no i need apocalypse i'm in love with him he's my like he's my husband or whatever <laughs> But anyway, it's it's dope. I recommended you do too. It's like I it's still definitely. a crazy cool ride. Yeah. Well, I'm like I love this. Like I don't care like how creepy it is. Again, like I'm trying desperately I think to salvage that character. Yeah. So I don't know if that's really feasible, but right? you know. No, I want I want Professor X to be back to like Professor X. Yeah. But, you know. At least Hickman's not doing like a at least I hope he's not doing this in which like He's like doing an Ozymandias where it's like we have to create a, a villain, like a thing for everyone to hate. Yes, and, and then it's that me. will bring humanity and like you know mutant kind together. Yeah. To in order to fend off something. Right. Well, don't forget that. And like, like maybe that is the um, phalanx or something like that. It's got to be because like the whole thing with Pox, like AI is the enemy. The whole thing yeah. is that the real enemy, the true enemy, and the, I think the like the 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 real world morality lesson in this comic is that like you should be wary of and suspicious of AI. Yeah. And so like computers are going to be a big thing. That's why like that's why Krakoa is a bio is a bio techno organic thing. Yeah. Not the techno organic virus, but like you know it's like <laughs> we're using nat- the natural world as opposed to like the robot world, which is right. of course what the X Men have really relied on forever. Like. 
you know, the Danger Room and the Blackbird. Right. Like every element of the X-Men has been... Well, they should just go to the Savage Land. Oh, wait, that won't work out for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, although it is ironic that, like, they're they're embracing this, like, you know, like, bio-culture, but, like, Professor X's whole thing is this robot helmet. Yes. Yeah. So, like, maybe he's the phalanx under there or something. I hope not. But, you know, I don't know. Whatever it is, it'll be worth it and it'll be earned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Stanley says, I never got to watch live. Uh, have five more bucks. This is fun as hell. Okay. Hashtag bloodshot. Hashtag gold balls. Freaking gold balls. <laughs> Silvery Cricket says, I keep wondering where Jubilee is because I can't see her without Shogo, but I also can't see the X-Men allowing Shogo on Krakoa. I agree. Uh, the sim- uh, I, I, As I understand it, there are a couple people who have a real freaking problem with this. That's why you don't see them. Interesting. Okay. And that's not where the emphasis is right now. Yeah, that like can... uh, Laura, X-23, is not yeah. in Krakoa, and she will never be. She's part of a squad who doesn't agree with any of this. Right, right, right. I like them a lot. Uh, Silver Cricket says, oh, that's what he said. Uh, TB says, I would love to see another Lobo back issues or GBU. You will never see another Lobo back issues. Uh, but maybe GBU. It's always fun hearing you discuss Lobo in general. Lol, I loved the first Harper Patrol arc, by the way. Thank you very much Thank for checking you. it out. Um, also, it's not that you'll never see Lobo on back issues. No, that's true. He will be on back issues like in a couple of episodes. Yeah. In a big way. Uh, Mr. Supertastic says that image of Storm doing the call was both powerful and unsettling. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's right. Well, because it was like, it was, I was like, You're I like, can good see for Storm them. doing this, but I was like, it's also like not quite her. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody's a little off. Yeah, everyone's off. And I think it's on purpose. Except Wolverine, who seems like pretty on point mm. with his mistrust. It, yeah, but like he's only been mistrustful of Apocalypse. Yeah. That's the only time. Right. Plus, like, remember the first story, he was like, cuddling children I know, and laughing. I'm I like, know. no. Yeah. Um, plus, Wolverine married, like, women, like, human women. Like, well, I mean... He has a real, like, connection if, with, with humanity. If Moira was in Professor X's body, he could be... She could be using his powers to, like, kind of, like, make everybody a little more trusting. Yes. And only Emma might notice. Right. But he's... But she seems to be on board, or at least in, involved, or, like, right. she made a deal. Either way. Right. I don't know. Uh, I want a bit more Magneto Professor X talking. Hickman does a good job with the others, but I feel like he struggles writing Xavier. Well, I think... That I, might be on purpose. I hope it's on purpose. Yeah. I think it might be. I'm hoping it is because it's, like, so not right. Right? Uh, David22 20, uh, says, Is this new place going to be called Utopia? No, I think it's called Krakoa, and that's it. Krakopia. Krakopia. Yeah. <laughs> Mucropia. Uh, Silver Crickets, Proteus always uses a Professor X body. Yeah. They mentioned that in there that like the his the Proteus's bodies are used off of uh the genetics of Professor X yep. and he goes through his fairly quickly. Yes. So like they got a bunch of Professor X like gene- just lying around. lying around. Yeah. Uh Mr. Supertastic Marvel hating mutants work in favor of this story because if you know mutant always lose, you can always understand them going so far as to gain their rights. Uh yes. Right, yeah, because it's like, if you know that they've got nothing to lose, that's just like, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, they'll go to these crazy lengths to try to get them, because it's like, at the end of the day, like, everything's telling them they sh- they can't have this. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Silver Cricket, what if Moira is Krakoa? She's become one with Krakoa. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. No. The old Scrunjo Beebus uh, says... Oh, uh, that's weird, because that, what if, oh, what if Apocalypse remembers her then? Yeah, Apocalypse is like, I've always known Krakoa. Yeah. Like, we've worked together. We fought, we fought a war, a war together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's talking about her. Yeah. And I'm like, that's crazy that then he would be able to remember that kind right. of thing. 
Yeah, he's like, I didn't die in the future or whatever. Or I'm eternal. I don't know. Uh, the old Scrunjo Beavis uh, says, um, Annihilation back issues when? Uh, around Annihilation 2. Uh, David T. Smith, hi, Sal and Tiffany. Hi. the great installment. Sal, I sent the Squadron Supreme maxi series to you when you hit 50K. I'll be at New York Comic Con on Saturday. Uh, Tiffany, any future Sandman? Hope to see you there. All right, first up, thank you very much for your copy. I appreciate it. It's on the shelf right over here. Uh, what was it? Um... I'll be at New York Comic Con on Saturday. We will see you there. Uh, catch the community tab on this channel to get updates. That'll be on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else. But like the community tab here, if you're here on YouTube right now, you'll be able to get the updates as they go uh, about when the meetup's going to be. But it mm-hmm. will be in the DC wing on Saturday. Yeah. Um, Tiffany, any future Sandman? I mean, I, I would like to. Yeah, there's a lot. Like, of, there's a lot of Tiffany back issues. Well, there's like do. a lot of things that, like, as we were like realized we were getting so close to to 300, there were promises that you had made that you wanted to try to fulfill. Mm-hmm. So we kind of there's been a lot of reshifting. Yeah, over here. Well, we're getting or, or back shifting, to it. Shifting, not reshifting. Mm-hmm. Christian Pereira says, "I don't know if I love what Hickman's doing to my X Men, but the scope of it is amazing. Keep up the good work." That's the thing. The scope is just undeniable. Yeah. Thank you very much, man. Omega Drybone Power Rangers back issue is probably going to happen. Uh, maybe. If it does, it'll be Just League, ju- it'll be Just League Power Rangers. Nice. Um, we might do Volume 1. I don't know. We have it. <laughs> and Mr. Supertastic, I love House of X so much, despite not touching Powers of X. Powers of X 9, House of X, House Life 10, Reboot Life 11. Um, ah, yeah. So Powers of X is Life 9, House of X is Life 10, Reboot Life 11. Yeah, probably. Could be. And Lou, uh... Like, I was also wondering, could Reboot, could Life 11 be no okay we won't do that mm. because like here's my thing about like if you reboot for life 11 what happens to all the other heroes exactly unless the current incarnation of the marvel universe is life 11 yeah which is like doesn't really change anything no so i don't know how they're gonna do this i don't know but that's up for hickman to figure out exactly and, and I, us to i'm sure he did be along for it yeah louis lombardi says where should marvel put gwenpool in its comics um she should be on like a team that's fun and she should have her own series i would put gwenpool as like a web or as a either a digital series or like yeah i would make gwenpool a digital series like a like an ongoing digital series Mm -hmm. um that then is collected in trade and i'd have the digital series because it would be shorter Mm -hmm. in backups of other books so you get you like go. you know, or like previews of other books that because DC does that all the time. Like they shove like four or five pages of some other book in all the other books. Yeah, I'd stick Gwenpool in there and be like, you can find me more on like Marvel.com. I'm a, I'm about to say something that's either like stupid or like useless. So mm-hmm. prepare yourselves, everyone. All right. Has Marvel ever thought about putting you like a like a little like almost like Sunday style strip? comic on like webtoons where like they would actually have an audience of people who are not used to going to a comic book store or going right? to another site they should i mean we've been talking about that forever yeah but like literally like putting something there where it's like here's the audience that's looking for this crap exactly i don't know i'm sure they've not thought about it i'm certain of that anyway. uh but yeah uh, and now comes the crowning moment where we will be told uh via our wait do you have any recommendations oh yeah we do have recommendations like but... i was like I was so prepared. I was like, I've read all these books, and then I did not look up my recommendations. Right. So, you know. Yeah. I'm well, I do have recommendations that can you can check out this week. Uh, first of all, Amazing Spider-Man 30 is coming out. Uh, it's a, it's, I think it's an absolute carnage tie-in, but it's still going to be fun, and I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, they're going to reference... We're probably going to find out who the Kindred is. I'm fairly certain, based on my original theory that it is Harry Osborn back from the dead, that the old one was a clone. We'll find out soon, though. Okay. But uh, we'll find out, I think, hopefully in this issue. I hope so, because I think we're done waiting. 
Uh, Pox number five is coming out. So, obviously, we're going to check that out. Yes. And uh, Batman Superman number two from Williamson and Marquez is coming out, finally. Mm. I, I'm, I thought it came out a while ago, but I guess not. Uh, so, check that out as well. I love it. Uh, or at least I'm going to hopefully love the second issue. I was kind of lukewarm on the first one, but I liked the where it was going. Okay. And, uh, by the way, if you're interested in Christ on Infinite Earths, the 30th Deluxe Edition is coming out. Uh, so, you should check it out if you're interested in having, like, a physical copy of crisis there's no better time than right now or wednesday to check it out i've got some some recommendations let's get them as well which is hilarious because like the site i'm looking at right now is like missing letters yes i had the same problem so i'm like oh i couldn't search i'm going to be recommending um harleen number one the black label steven sidgick book that's coming out i'm definitely gonna be checking that out his art i think can be really beautiful sometimes and lazy some other times when he's rushing to get through something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely want to check it out. I think he's doing the whole thing. He's doing the whole thing. Writing and And he said art. if you buy it, he'll do a Poison Ivy one. Freaking buy it! Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's it. There's no other recommendations. We don't, we're not talking about any other books. Everyone just go buy that. Yeah. Um, no, seriously though. Um, over in Image Comics, if you dug that Chip Zdarsky crazy fantasy adult like style comic, White Trees, White Trees number two is coming out. And if you missed it and wanted to get a hard copy of it, um, a second printing with a variant cover of White Trees number one will be coming out as well. Nice. Um, and is there anything in Marvel that I might Not really. want to talk about? As I yeah, I sure thought I, I checked it out and I didn't see much. There's a lot that's coming out. It's just, you know, we kind of talked about most of it. Mm-hmm. An anniversary postcard book. What's that? What? I want to check that out. Anyway, well, there you go. as you were saying. Oh, so um, now, thanks to our uh, lovely and talented uh, moderator, Danielle is going to pick uh, one of the random, lucky, amazing winners. I straight up love the fact that we make her do it. I know. Well, it, it like, removes our culpability. We didn't, we didn't decide. No. We didn't pick. Exactly. If you didn't win this, it's because of her. It's her fault. So let us know, uh, Danielle, make the announcement of who is uh, who, who's going to get this copy. Um, by the way, if you're, uh, while we're waiting. Oh, that's cute. Go to New York Comic Con on Friday and uh, check out booths 1635 from 1 to 2 p.m. Uh, that's Valiant. We're going to be doing a signing. You can get a poster and... Uh, be a lot of fun. And by the way, when I say uh, she picks it, it, she uses a randomizer. I know this for a it's fact. It's true, yeah. Like, everybody's, like, ascribed a number, and then uh, there's a randomizer. So, blame fate. Yes. It truly is fate's fault. That postcard book I was talking about, yeah. it's literally they're taking beloved image through Marvel Comics and creating a book that has postcards in that you can take out and send to people oh, and hang up on your wall. Cool. So, if you have, like, room for only a little bit of art, that might not be a bad option. Right. To check out if you like the art that's in it. Yeah. So... Uh, who By the has way, won? well, before we do that, Mr. Supertastic says the Star Trek Green Lantern crossover back issues was fun, especially with Ethan being a fan, but to many villains from DC to go to the Star Trek universe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for checking that out. It was a fun episode. It was. It I'd love to do more. Because Ethan is the, probably the biggest Star Trek fan. Yes. But the two of us also enjoy Star Trek. So, so it, it, was, out it was fun to be able to us. talk about it. Yeah. Uh, the winner is H2OENGR303. Um, so. If you're still in the chat, uh, make yourself known and email me at uh, sal at comicpop.net and I will work out uh, the details with you there. But uh, H2, there you are. Congrats. Let's see. 
Let's see if he's there. If you're there, you'll get it. And, uh, you know, so we'll go from there. And if there. not, who knows what happens then? I don't know. We'll figure something out. But uh, congratulations to getting this carbon fiber. Hey! Awesome. Yay! You got it. This is going to go into this. I will no longer be holding this. I'm going to take my personal letter out of there. You'll be getting this <laughs> fine bubble wrap Ziploc bag straight from Valiant's offices. This is going to go into its own special sealed bag that I'm going to address and mail to you. You may get a Comic Pop sticker along with this, so congratulations. Yeah. H2O E-G-E-N-G-R 303. Uh, you're getting this. It's happening. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us and uh, for participating. I love doing these giveaways. Yeah. We should do some of our own. I have a lot of books I could get rid of. Yeah, no, that would be That fun. are cool and neat and you might want. Um, but for now, we will see you guys then. Uh, by the way, uh, I read this issue. It's a lot of fun. It's it the best Bloodshot's ever looked. Brett Booth's art is uh, perfectly suited for Bloodshot. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a, crazy. It's a fun, crazy, kinetic, awesome looking I still haven't seen it cover, colored because we got an ash can, ash can copy. This one is colored. I wanted to open it up, but I wasn't going to. No. I wasn't going to. But, That's uh, your copy. It's excellent. We, it's like we stole it from you now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you cannot get the letter that goes with it. It comes from my contact over at Valiant. Uh, actually, you know what? This, uh, this is fine. Yeah. You can have this letter. Yeah. Because it says, a badass comic deserves a badass cover. Bloodshot number one will arrive on 925, that's on Wednesday of this week, and as thanks to your continued support and coverage, we wanted to present you with one of our super limited carbon fiber finish covers featuring artwork by, artwork by John Boy Myers. That's the cover, by the way. Nice. Uh, whether you want to add this comic to your personal collection or use it for a giveaway is totally up to you. If you do run a giveaway, let us know and we'll promote it, which yeah. you did. Uh, you know, no, I'm going to hang on to this letter. <laughs> <laughs> it has names and stuff I don't want to give it away, but yeah, you can get this. Yeah, and that and is it. I'll give you a sticker. That's the email. Yeah. So, right? oh yeah, yeah. That's Sal it. at compop.net. Email me, and we'll work it we'll out. Get this out. Thanks a lot, everybody, for hanging out. We'll see you guys next week with an all new episode of Off the Rack. And of course, as always, uh, I am Sal, and I'm Tiffany. And we'll see you guys then. So long for and thanks for watching. Bye guys. Bye bye. <laughs>